0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo Skag3 whoever he is. Get your Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden. The president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment?
1: I appointed the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. Ah!
0: Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? There was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Russian uh, disinformation. Every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? There are 50 former national intelligence folks, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. A Russian plant. Nobody believes it except him, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. I doubt it. You are fake news. Let's go, Brandon. Very fake news. What a stupid son of a bitch. Jeez. Come on, man. Give me a little break here. I will eat your ass. Fuck around and find out. I'll do it. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now.
1: Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations to both of you.
0: You're awesome. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hello and welcome to. The show, it is a great show, it is a terrific show, it is a tremendous show, frankly. The best you can ask anyone about that, people often do, I'm told. This is The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen, I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde, welcome. Hello. Well, uh, just six days later and Jussie is loose, And in related news, he's out of jail, too. So, yeah, I guess you could say he had his fill. We will discuss why Jesse is out, whether he'll ever go back in and whether any of his cellmates will ever be back in and out, too. Now, if you think all of those jokes were terrible, they aren't as bad as the New York Times dropping a hell of a punchline this week. Yeah. Uh, Hey, guys, a year and a half later, we finally got around to uh, looking at and maybe even authenticating that. Hunter Biden laptop from a month or so before the election turns out totally legit. Sorry, our bad.
1: Yeah, why? We'll talk about that.
0: That's the biggest mystery. We, we'll stroll down memory lane uh, to just to remind ourselves what exactly is is on it. Because yeah, Ukrainian corruption seems kind of relevant in the current news cycle. So it it's something that we should all remind ourselves of. But why would the New York Times want to remind us of such things? Now they didn't really go into those details in the story but when you go back and remind yourself what's in the original story yeah it's a lot of uh corrupt dealings in ukraine i wonder if that has anything to do with certain things happening with financial exchanges right. and other exchanges of resources going on right now
1: yep yep
0: all that plus uh leah thomas leah thomas made her story at the ncaa women's swimming championships over the weekend you dude the- even the drag of that giant floppy wiener in the water could not hold him back. And he crushed all the chicks standing in his way, at least in one event, but not all of them. Actually, on Saturday, Leah Thomas got last in an event in what many are speculating, was just throwing the race to give some impression of fairness. But we'll, we'll go through that. And then don't forget tomorrow, quietly upon us, the confirmation hearings for Biden's black chick pick for the Supreme Court. Katanji Brown Jackson or Tanji. Kentaji, whatever Jen Saki's um, pronunciation was. Wait, what's um, the
1: right one now? It's Katanji,
0: but Saki was Kentaji. OK, OK. I like Kentaji. Well, we were wondering if anyone was going to accuse her, give her a Kavanaugh style accusation of being a, a rapist or a pedophile. Not quite, but Senator Josh Howley is saying she's pedo friendly. So kind of.
1: Well, she is.
0: And it's actually it's it's well, I've been trying to read the counter cases or the defenses of her to figure out, is this being overstated? I'm not impressed with the defenses, so we'll go through whether the accusation has some legitimacy or not. Uh, Plus, we got hoax hate surprise cringe. And tonight's movie review is Pulp Fiction. So do stick around for that. Of course, we will catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. Of course, we'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's MattChristensonmedia.com. We have the show store over there, so if you're looking to pick up a T-shirt or a hat or a mug, we have all of those fantastic items. Plus, we have great offers from friendly, listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Sonoran Defense Technologies. If you've listened to the show for a little while, you know that Sonoran Defense does the absolute best custom Glock work around. Their laser stippling not only makes for an eye-catcher at the range, but the grip feels incredible in your hand, too. Their laser work is totally customizable, so whether you'd like something new and shiny or just to spruce up a Glock that's been sitting in your safe for a little while, Sonoran can make you something one-of-a-kind. Sonoran also does custom graphic laser work on AR and AK magazines as well, from highly detailed artistry to... Whatever your favorite meme of the moment is. But uh, with, these days, with the gun and ammo markets the way that they are, you might like to know that Sonoran's custom laser work isn't just for Glocks or guns at all, actually. They can laser engrave all sorts of items from knives to drinkware and more. They even laser engraved this show's artwork onto the PC I use to stream the show. So, whatever your custom laser engraving needs may, uh, may be, check out our friends at Sonoran Defense. That's at SonoranDefense.com. Plus, you can follow them on Instagram at Defense for secret designs. You won't see anywhere else. Sonoran offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products and services using promo code GEEZ, that's J-E-E-Z, for 10% off with Sonoran Defense. You can find everything you need from Sonoran Defense, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, and more. That's at Matt Christensen slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. We also have a meetup down under. I know oh, our, I see uh, some
1: familiar faces. What a good looking group.
0: I swear some of these are from the Melbourne meetup. They just travel all over. I I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've confused you guys, but I know our Australian constituency is very active. And um Can you see the sign? Are you able to see the sign behind them?
1: Karen's diner. And it's that um, emoji with like the mom hair.
0: Yeah. And I was looking into this and um, it is a legit place. This is a chain of burger restaurants throughout Australia, or at least in the major cities. And I I guess they're supposed to have good food, but the servers are intentionally rude to you. I don't know if they're (laughs) supposed to be Karen's or if they're supposed to prompt you to be a Karen in response to them. And ask to speak with the manager. I'm not exactly clear on the concept here, but perhaps some Aussies could uh, inform me what exactly is going on. According to their website, they'll give you a free drink if your name is Karen, but you have to prove it with ID. I see. Very racist, of course, but uh, I don't know if there were any Karens in the group. Anyway, if you'd like to find listeners of the show in your area... Uh, Just like our friends in Sydney did the, uh, the way to do that is through the community page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash community. Everything, uh, all the information is on that page. Uh, Just one other announcement. Odyssey uh, is having technical difficulties, technical issues with the live stream, or at least I am. I don't know if it's operator error or if it's on their part, but um, if you are a, a person who catches the stream live on Odyssey, I've tried to send it there tonight after doing some testing for an hour or two today. Unsuccessfully, it might be live on Odyssey. I don't know, Um, (laughs) but I will make an announcement once I get this this fixed. I've emailed the Odyssey people to try to get this resolved. So hopefully by next Sunday, perhaps. But for now, I would just assume that the live stream on Odyssey is down until further notice. Uh, But the show will be available on demand on Odyssey within an hour or two after live. So my apology for the inconvenience. I hope we can get it figured out very soon. And I'll be working on it. Well, um, you recall a couple weeks ago, uh, Ronald the Clown called into the Portland City Council Zoom meeting.
1: He's a good troll.
0: And uh, he said during the, the public comment section, he Um, awarded Mayor Ted Wheeler the coveted Clown of the Year Award. And so apparently, I don't know if Ronald was the first. Did he inspire copycats or was he just part of what I guess is a great American tradition at this point, at the Portland City Council virtual meetings? I assume they're still being very Rona safe uh, in the Pacific Northwest there. Well, the trolling continues. At Wednesday's meeting, uh, Muhammad from the Taliban called in to praise Portland as the most Taliban-friendly city in America and thanked Portland for buying all of their opium poppy, I guess, and to remind Portlanders that Andy No is the worst person ever. <laughs> and then Ted got angry and he accused Muhammad of being a, a racist parody. So he got rid of, Ted got rid of this guy, only to have him followed up with another man who trolled potentially even harder and used all of his... Allotted time. Now I guess Ted and company are considering new options, but here's what it looked and sounded like. Good morning, Mohammed. Hello, Mayor Ted Wheeler. Ted Wheeler, I want to say on behalf of Taliban that you are the best mayor in United States of America. Currently the number one place in America that we export. All of our Afghani poppy is to Portland. Remember, Andy is the worst person ever, and Portland is the only place where racism is no longer exists. can we move to the next person? I don't think we need to sit here and listen to a racial parody. This is absolutely racist behavior on your part. Shame on you. Um, You know, I always think of Portland and Seattle like as a city of art. And now, you know, these right wingers are trying to say, oh, well, people are spray painting stuff and they're burning cars up. Well, I look at it as art. The only way to end this Ukraine thing, I just want to speak on that because we've been talking about this is if we can all do our part and get vaccinated. My grandmother. (laughs) was 95 years old and she died because those around her refused to get vaccinated because they're science deniers and conspiracy theorists. Bill Gates is a doctor and he is a medical professional. And another positive note is that George Floyd has been sober for two years now. Time's up. Thank you so much. We need to rethink communications, colleagues. It's, It's really becoming a forum for no apparent reason.
1: Oh, my gosh. Good for these people. It was a bunch of right wingers that were queued up, I bet.
0: Yeah, I think Alex Stein has made an appearance with Portland as well. The The rap, the Fauci rap man. I think he did a Ukraine rap as well. Oh, uh, this is great. This I don't want great. to give George Floyd too much credit. I mean, we, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's still two months shy of his two year anniversary. <laughs> so who knows? Um, no word yet on exactly how the city of Portland Plans to change the rules or the format of public comments. So if you want to get in while the getting's good, I suppose you might only have a few more weeks. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, you know, the news has pretty much pivoted entirely away from coronavirus. Maybe we could save the Ukrainians by getting vaccinated. I don't know. I don't know if he's right about that, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that seriously presented. But as we... A few weeks ago, we were kind of chronicling as we leave this. They've just admitted that all the things that were bannable conspiracy theories two years ago are completely legitimately true. The CDC. Um, well, recalled it all through Delta and, and Omicron. Remember the big panic, the piece of panic porn was, well, kids can't get vaccinated right. or right. their parents aren't vaccinating them. This is a big problem. Well, now the CDC has made a correction to their data, the correction coming on March 14th, because guess what? The algorithm that they used to count deaths was accidentally counting deaths that were not COVID-19 related. I can't believe it. So the adjustment removed, not just for kids overall, 72,000 deaths previously reported across 26 states. Including 416 pediatric deaths, so we're we're supposed to believe they're about creeping on a million total Rona deaths in this country uh, over the entire duration of this two-year pandemic. That's they just deleted about seven percent of those last week, and and the difference for kids is a difference of 24 percent. They outright undid a quarter of the supposed pediatric deaths. That brings the total down to. 1,341 as of earlier this week. So a quarter of that fear porn, at least as it relates to pediatric deaths, was just full-on whoopsie. Had no business being in there. And you know the rest of the numbers are children with uncommonly severe characteristics, diseases, illnesses. These are not kids who are... Lots of lots of problems going on. Not kids just playing on the playground yesterday, caught the Rona and on their de- or on their deathbed.
1: How many just, kids do you think it really have been afflicted in this way? A handful of kids in the United States. Like
0: a healthy kid who died of Rona and nothing. I, I'm going to guess comfortably uh, definitely within double digits, possibly single digits.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah.
0: But uh, maybe but, zero. Also a possibility. Big goose egg. But just, you know, once again, throughout this entire episode in our history, I the mistakes only seem to go one way. They didn't. Oh, we look we didn't look in the filing cabinet and there are a whole bunch of Rona deaths we never counted. We got to bump the numbers up. It's always after the fact. And the correction never gets any of the um, of the publication of the push that that all of the fear porn got in the first place. It's just so frustrating to look back at this stuff and and see it quietly corrected. Oh, whoops yeah we'll do better next time and uh in probably the most heavily ratioed tweet of the week uh, because we're moving on of course we're moving on from rona to inflation and by uh not (laughs) biden's economy putin's economy let's be clear
1: can you believe this
0: bloomberg news published an op-ed giving you tips in how to handle the new economy and inflation and um and this is just insane so um their tips here: take the bus, don't don't buy in bulk, try lentils instead of meat, uh, and nobody said this would be fun. Here, hold on. Some what the hold on. My my uh, browser's a little misshapen here. Let me uh, fix this really quickly.
1: Don't buy in bulk. Why would they? Why would they not want that? Hmm. Uh,
0: I don't. Well, they they uh, talk about it in the op ed. Um, hold on the, the reason that they say to do that in the op-ed is because, uh, it's not actually a good deal. You end up buying way more than you need, uh, and you, you, you waste money in that way. Hold on. What the hell's going on here?
1: Well, that's crazy. What if it has an indefinite shelf life?
0: Um, well, I, you'll have to ask the geniuses over at, uh, over at the. <laughs> over at Bloomberg. Speaking of geniuses, I can't get my article back up on the screen. Hold on.
1: They're going to try what? to starve us out. That's what's happening what here. What
0: the hell's going on here?
1: Okay. Do you want me to keep talking? or am I Yeah, on?
0: I need you to fill some space here as I have a technical. It's been a day of technical disasters. So well, OK, me, uh... so
1: some of these things can't possibly inf- affect uh, inflation, like uh, eating lentils instead of meat. That's just a way to weaken the populace. We've already known that they were they've been doing this. For decades Um, and this not buying in bulk thing. They just don't want us to uh, be able to self-sustain in the event of supply chain crisis crises, which are virtually inevitable. Um, They're going to try to kill us all. That's what's going to happen here.
0: Um, I I could believe it. I've I've been told crazier things. All right. Thank you for getting me through that. (laughs) I did fix it. This is very um,
1: alarming. It's like the next thing is going to be eat bugs
0: Oh, yeah, they're Eat they're
1: lentils instead of meat, but, but don't Suck my balls. No way. Not don't
0: buy Costco packs of bugs because that's a that's a waste <laughs> of money and time. And uh, you know, anyway, so, so you, much of
1: this food is 25 year shelf stable. Why do they give a shit if I buy in bulk it, or paper towels? Not going to be effective? toilet paper. It's not going to be effective in two years. Yeah. It's going to go bad. Yeah, these people, these fucking people.
0: Well, I love the line, too, at the end here. Nobody said it would be fun. Well, number one, thanks for the tip. That's really going to get me through it. Not fun. I'll remember that. But number two, you guys all said it would be fun. You, the Democratic Party, all the friends in the media, you all said vote for this guy to achieve prosperity. Follow us to the promised land. You explicitly told us it would be fun. We had the president of the United States promising because this is the premise from Bloomberg. Well, if you make under $300,000, you're really getting hammered by inflation. Okay.
1: That's like everyone.
0: That is 99%. I looked it up, 98% of Americans earn oh, under $300,000 a year at least as individual earners. You had Joe Biden before the election. Well, if you make under $400,000, you will not pay a penny more in taxes when I'm when I'm president. Um we're going to reward work, not wealth, except for when we spend all that time rewarding people for not working. And um you know, to be yeah. fair, I guess he didn't reward wealth, but he just devalued <laughs>
1: Whatever you have of it, you won't pay more taxes, but what you do make will be virtually worthless. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing is you can get technical and say, well, inflation and taxes are two different things, but effectively their effect on your wallet is the same thing. It is government imposed costs that you can't avoid. Yep. Inflation is arguably worse. It's a tax on everybody. You can't avoid. It's effectively permanent. You can't just repeal it. And I know the odds of, you know, repealing a tax in DC are also very low, but yeah. you're not going to repeal the inflation that has happened now. There's nothing you can do other than uh, hitting the full reset button, which sounds more and more attractive every day. But but, yeah, oh, if you make under 400 grand, you're not going to pay a penny more except for for everything. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Anyway, I uh, want to talk a little bit about um, about Jussie. I hope the uh, jail term was great while it lasted. And I'm sure, uh, well, maybe Jussie's prison buddies would agree that it was. But Jussie is, in fact, loose. He is no longer in Cook County Jail after only a six-day stint. And he's not actually off the hook for his 150-day jail sentence um, that was delivered last week, as we talked about. Technically, at least. Although it, there is a possibility he gets out of it without actually having his conviction reversed on appeal. But uh, he has been released um and and he's not in jail, obviously, pending his appeal. So he was released on Wednesday night. The appeals court granted that release primarily because they will not be likely to rule uh, on the appeal within that 150 day jail sentence time. So uh, their reasoning and the reasoning of his lawyers is that he shouldn't be forced to serve it now. Prosecutors disagreed. Uh, saying that according to this logic, every defendant sentenced to a term of imprisonment less than a few years would automatically receive a stay pending appeal if this was applied to everybody. But the appeals court agreed uh, with the defense, and so he's out for now. Jussie's family says they've been receiving threatening voicemails, or at least they did when he was in jail. Uh, As of last Friday, Jussie's family said they received a voicemail that said, quote, I hope what they do to that guy in jail, here's what they're going to do, Right. They're going to take a broom handle and take that little blank, shove it in there. And he's going to go shrieking sound. (laughs) This story says that this is according to a video from Smollett's attorneys. Both of us scraped the internet to try to find. find it. Yeah. If there is audio out there, as I said on Wednesday, please send it my way. I would love to hear it, but I have not heard it. Can't find it. And. The call, this voicemail supposedly alluded to a 1997 attack on Abner Louima, who was sodomized by police a police officer with a broomstick perforating oh, his, original? his rectum and bladder. So I guess at least that's what the defense or Jesse's team was saying, that this is a reference to something that actually happened. But um, but as far as what we can expect, how this is going to go, whether Jesse will, in fact, go back to jail or not. We're not going to get any answers anytime soon, at least, even if the um, well, according to this report in local Fox News. uh, Some of these appeals can last something like two plus years, Uh, they say roughly two thirds of criminal appeals take two or more years to work their way through the first appellate district. So we won't get an answer on the merits of his case for potentially two plus years. And I was originally thinking, OK, but if the appeal is not successful, he's going to have to serve his jail sentence later, even if it's two or three years from now. According to an analyst in this story, not necessarily. This is Chicago attorney Stephen Richards, uh, who says that uh, obviously Jussie was sentenced to 30 months probation and the 150 day jail sentence is part of that probation. So even though he's out right now. The probation clock is still running. So, if this case isn't decided for two and a half years, which according to their timeline is totally possible, Jussie's probation would expire, which according to this analyst would render his jail sentence moot or over because the probation would be completed. And because the jail is part of the probation, he wouldn't be serving the jail without the probation.
1: Ah, oh, it sucks
0: it's it's kind of crafty if it works out that way but i the jailhouse
1: reaction was was satisfying enough perhaps i think that's maybe all i
0: needed what what was the jailhouse react oh you mean his
1: courtroom reaction yeah Yeah.
0: it was a great moment i don't think that it's justice but it, it was entertainment for sure it helped Though, of course, even if Jesse, um, if that was the situation that played out for Jesse, if his appeal was unsuccessful, but his probation has actually been served and he doesn't go back to jail in that scenario, his convictions, his felony convictions would still stand, which, of course, yeah. have a lot of impact on his life. We uh, I'm sure I thought the story was basically over, but you know, we've watched the story for three years now. We'll probably watch it for three more. Uh, really quick uh, over Ukraine way, Zelensky is saying, uh, hey, we gotta we gotta have good negotiations with Russia if not, it's World War three, so get ready.
1: yeah, uh, that's basically basically what he said. Um, first of all, he did he did an interview with uh, Farid Zakaria. so this was on CNN and he said, I want everyone to hear me now, especially in Moscow. The time has come for a meeting. it's time to talk. The time has come to restore territorial integrity and justice for Ukraine otherwise, Russia losses will be such that it will take you several generations to recover. We were losing people on a daily basis, innocent people on the ground. Russian forces have come to exterminate us. Unfortunately, our dignity is not going to preserve the lives. So I think that we have to do any format, any chance, the possibility of talking to Putin. But if these attempts fail, that would mean a third world war. Dun, dun, dun. This is quite threatening. I haven't seen Putin going around saying there's going to be a third world war if Ukraine doesn't submit.
0: Well, it is weird to say uh, it's kind of weird to say peace talks, guys, peace talks. Also, if you don't do what I say, like it's third world war. War, all right.
1: Yes. Um, And then Zakaria also asked if Zelensky um, is willing to make compromises to end the Russian invasion, including not joining NATO as Putin Mm. demanded. And he said, you cannot reverse this situation anymore. You cannot demand from Ukraine to recognize some territories as intended for conflicts. And these compromises are simply wrong. So no compromise from Ukraine, even though third world war is inevitable. But we have to back Ukraine. Why? Why?
0: Uh, Well, perhaps there might be certain interests at stake. And, you know, I, I don't say that to have anything conclusive to say. I just... Again, I want to kind of pivot to the Hunter Biden laptop story to remind ourselves of a lot of the entrenched interests uh, that have been there for a long time in this part of the country. Uh, Financial relationships.
1: I know. um, know.
0: That we've all known about for a long time. So it's not necessarily breaking news to anybody in this audience because we've all been talking about it for years now. This New York
1: Times story, it was so shocking. It was less comprehensive than the New York Post article that came out. When was that? Was that... A year ago, at least,
0: the original New York Post story came out October 2020, so oh, roughly a month before the election, about a year and a half ago.
1: Right. So I read this New York Times piece, and it was basically the New York Post piece, except for less witty and less comprehensive. Um, and I don't think they talk about any of the sex allegations either. But this piece basically goes on about the the probe into Hunter Biden's tax filings, um, and then it confirms the existence of the laptop, like like now is the time to do this. And then the in the laptop confirmation uh, that was included in the Times report, they also revealed how Hunter Biden paid off a tax liability of over a million dollars, which New York Post did this just ages ago, a year after he announced he was under investigation for defrauding the IRS. Hmm. <laughs> I see that New York Post responded to this.
0: They did. <laughs> yeah, the New York Post put out their, well, r- real quick, this, bear, this buried paragraph in the New York Times, I just want to read it really quickly. People familiar with the investigation said prosecutors had examined emails between Mr. Biden, Mr. Archer, and others about Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company, and other foreign business activity. Those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appears to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. The emails and others in the cache were authenticated... By people familiar with them and with the investigation. It's so not a lot of detail, but they're granting them as completely legitimate, not Russian disinfo, not stolen, not fake. None of that completely. Well, were they
1: authenticated by the guy from the computer store, first and foremost?
0: Yeah, they were borderline authenticated by Hunter Biden himself, himself. which i will get to in a minute. But yeah. yeah, so the New York the New York Post now has a, the a, a piece from their editorial board. Uh, Late this week, Uh, the headline, now that Joe Biden is president, the Times finally admits Hunter's laptop is real. First sentence, forgive the profanity, but you've got to be shitting us. Scroll down a little bit. Oh, it's authenticated. Well, you don't say you mean when a newspaper actually does reporting on a topic and doesn't just try to whitewash coverage for Joe Biden, it discovers it's actually true. Scroll down a little further. New York Times, of course, and others had previously called it unsubstantiated. Well, why was it unsubstantiated? What? Writes the editorial board over at the New York Post. Is it because of willful ignorance and the Times' curious lack of curiosity? Hunter's business partner Tony Bobolinski came forward immediately after the Post reports and confirmed that the emails bearing his name were legitimate. And then they the the Post also asks, well, how exactly did the Times authenticate the laptop? They don't say. Unlike the Post reporting, which detailed exactly how we got the files, where they came from. The Times does a hand wave to anonymous sources. No facts have changed since the fall of 2020. They knew the laptop was real from the start. They just didn't want to say so. And you're seeing shifting communication from the White House. Now Jen Psaki just won't answer questions about it because suddenly Hunter Biden is a private person. He's not an employee of the federal government. She only talks about employees of the federal government. The New York Times has authenticated emails that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden in Delaware. Um, The president previously said that the New York Post story about this was a bunch of garbage and that it was a Russian plant. Does he stand by that assessment?
1: I'd point you to the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives. He doesn't work in the government. Again, I'd point you to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson
0: for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States.
1: That's rich because you guys have commented on it multiple times already.
0: Not and not only that, but I don't have to. It's not just about as we'll get to when we recap this. I'll always remember the weird uh, images of Hunter Biden doing drugs and and having a weird uh, naked encounter with what appears to be a prostitute. We kind of forget that you don't have to care about just the weird uh, adventures of Hunter Biden. You know who is an employee of the federal government, Joe Biden, and he's implicated yeah. by the emails that are on this laptop. Directly, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have to ask about Hunter. I can ask about Joe. But yeah, to your point, they, they didn't um, they didn't seem to have a problem with answering these questions in the past. In fact, they did answer these questions uh, in the past. And they said a number of things. They said the information was false. They said the information was lies. Uh, of course, they said it was Russian disinformation propaganda. So here's Joe Biden himself insisting that at the debate on October 22nd, 2020, shortly after the original story, and then days after he was elected, or uh, about a month after he was uh, elected in the most popular, uh, you know, the most popular vote of all time. He said it again. And then Jens Psaki said it as recently as September of last year. Yeah, it's all just Russian disinformation. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. Five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except his and his good friend, Rudy Giuliani. I Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. And there's a new book. political reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine is the white house still going with russian disinformation
1: i think it's broadly known and widely known peter that there was a broad range of russian disinformation back in 2020
0: okay okay
1: These broadly known and widely known everybody believes it but you peter you fucking idiot peter You're just a
0: you're just a one-horse pony of Russian disinformation. Come on, man. Did he
1: mean one did he one trick pony and one horse town? Is that what happened here? I
0: think he confused both of those things, yeah.
1: Confused. Eh? Close enough.
0: And j- just if it's not obvious, you know, it's one thing to say that Joe Biden was mistaken. Oh, he forgot. Oh, he didn't know. Okay, he's he was part of his son's dealings and not only he, he knew. He knew what was going on. But it's not just that he knew and lied and said, well, I don't know anything about that. It's that he lied and accused you, the general public, right. of being, yeah. uh, you know, some kind of ru- a victim of Russian propaganda or just a liar yourself. Joe Biden has said many times, I I didn't know anything about my son's business dealings. And of course, we just heard him say, well, I've got 50 intel people saying it's Russian disinfo. When you know for a fact he knows what's going on with his son's dealings because he's he's a party to the conversation. And Tony Bobulinski said he was part of those meetings in that interview that happened at the time. So it's it's not just mistake. It's outright lie. And of course, I suppose, why wouldn't he lie when he has the backing of. Not just those intel people, but every all of his friends in the media to run with it. I've seen montages as long as 20 minutes in the last few days of just everyone at CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, all the rest repeating the same lies. But here's just a sampling of what has been reported in the year and a half since in unison and synchronization. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence, foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. Part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Hallmarks. All the harmar- hallmarks rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right wing media machine.
1: Uh huh. That's so rich. Thanks,
0: guys. Well, remember, all those claims were based on a letter from those 50 Intel officials that Biden uh, referenced. But that became widely known thanks to reporting from Politico. And what's frustrating about that, this was the headline at the time, October 19th, 2020. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo. Dozens of former Intel officials say, oh, that's interesting because, you know, nobody's going to bother to read their letter. Yeah. Scroll down a little bit. Well, the letter signatories presented no new evidence. They said their national security experience made them deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in the case. Oh, well, that's useful information. Thank you for telling me and not making that the headline. In other words, they weren't motivated by their intel expertise. They were motivated by their desire to see Joe Biden as the president of the United States. And they just leveraged their titles, uh, counting on you to believe them on that basis. And as far as these intel uh, experts that are constantly referenced, 51 of them, that makes every one of them a liar or a buffoon. Take your right, pick. Right. Either you knew better and you lied about it, or you're just an idiot, but you have to be one of those. And they include major names, Uh, Jim Clapper, former CIA director, now CNN pundit, Leon Panetta, former CIA director, uh, former defense secretary, John Brennan, former CIA director, now an analyst on NBC and MSNBC. And, you know, four dozen more of them, none of whom, as far as I've seen, have have corrected the record, retracted, apologized. I get it. You're wrong on things. It happens. I won't pretend that, you know, we all get everything right all the time. It, now would be a great time to come out and say, yeah, whoops, uh, sorry. But they're not going to. They it already served the purposes that they that they intended. Yeah. And of course, recall at the time. Social media banned the story. Twitter locked New York the New York Post out of their account because it was hacked. They violated the hacked materials policy. And then Facebook limited sharing of the story on the suspicion that it might be. That it might be wrong. It hadn't even been fact checked, according to their trusted fact checkers. They just said, "We're not going to let you share this because we uh, don't like it." Basically, <laughs> and it for Twitter, they presented it as more of a property interest. Oh, this was this material was hacked or stolen.
1: It wasn't. It, it was basically given away.
0: Yeah, it never was. It was the legal property of that computer shop guy because Hunter Biden left it there. So there was never any illegitimate taking of either the laptop, the physical laptop or the data contents that never happened. So there was no property or or theft or hack issue that was made up too. But perhaps, as I mentioned, most frustratingly, It's not like it took Sherlock Holmes or some high level detective work to figure out if this laptop was either authentic or at least had the possibility of being authentic. Mm -hmm. Because you could just go to Hunter Biden and ask him, which a a CBS journalist did six months later in April of 2021. I remember playing this on the show last spring because this is the interview where Hunter famously described smoking Parmesan cheese and desperately (laughs) combing through the carpet to find more (laughs) So he said almost a year ago, oh yeah, totally possible that laptop is legit, but hey, how would I know? I'm just a crackhead.
1: Was that your laptop?
0: For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that. I a... really don't know if okay. the answer is. You don't know, yes or no, if the laptop I don't have was any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could have been yours. Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. There could be that I was hacked. It could be that it was the that it was Russian intelligence. It could be that it was stolen from me. You already said that. Yeah. (laughs) Hacked and stolen are kind of, uh, I think he said stolen
1: twice. Um, He might've. Yeah. Just like looking, looking her dead in the eye, lying his ass off and she's letting him.
0: And that's the thing is like, even if you grant the premise that all of those are possible, number one, you shouldn't call it disinfo if he's saying it's possible that it was mine, but number two, you do right. have to pick one because at some level, this was kind of a revival of the Donna Brazil classic about the Hillary emails. Like well, Megan, she called, she called her Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. These emails are both fake and stolen. This had yeah. a lot of uh, similarities to that the emails are fake. The emails are stolen. Pick one because it can't be that somebody faked Hunter Biden emails, then put them on his laptop and then stole them off the and laptop. Stole them off, right? It's just a bunch of unnecessary steps yeah anyway i've kind of buried where we actually should be thinking about this because it it is a good time with everything going on in ukraine it's a good time to remind ourselves of what the content of that laptop actually is because you know it's again it's not about like weird drug-fueled foot jobs from some strange There was plenty of
1: that plenty of that though
0: but that is less relevant to what's going on so just Give us a refresher of what is actually or was actually on this laptop, according to the report two years ago.
1: OK, a refresher. So this a computer was dropped off at a repair shop in in Delaware. I almost said Connecticut in uh, April 2019. The store owner then uh, realized what it was after he called him multiple times, called Hunter Biden multiple times, was like, pick up your computer. Never got a response. And then eventually he just turned it over to the FBI. Uh, so that's like a pretty good validation that it was real. So on this laptop, their emails were Hunter Biden introduced his father, Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before Elder Biden um, pressured government officials in Ukraine into firing a prosecutor who was investigating the company. If you remember that, um, that dialogue that he had, like, and then the son of the the son of the bitch got fired. You remember that? Oh, of course. Um, Yeah. Yeah. About the prosecutor. Yes. Um, so Biden has, has commented on that multiple times publicly. And the meeting is mentioned in a message of appreciation that Vadim Pozarski, which is an advisor um, to the board of Burisma, sent to Hunter Biden, April 17, 2015. This is about a year after Hunter joined the board um, and he was making $50,000 a month.
0: Wow. Pretty good gig. You can afford says, a lot of high class prostitutes and. Or quality quality synthetic drugs on that well, budget. Why?
1: Why was he smoking crack and banging like low class hookers? He could have been <laughs> doing like pure cocaine and MDMA and being with like really high quality escorts. What's the deal here? A
0: man has his tastes, I suppose. He just
1: likes to slum. It's the old Tyler yeah. Woods thing. Um, dear Hunter, this is the actual the content of the email. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to DC and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. It's really an honor and a pleasure. And then an earlier email, May 2014, Pizarski um, asks Hunter for quote advice on how you could use your influence on the company's behalf. Oh. And then the blockbuster correspondence. Um, remember, Joe Biden said that he's never spoken to um, Hunter about his overseas business dealings. Uh, it's just this this trove where where they're clearly talking about it. And then, of course, there is the um, all of the sex stuff. There's that 12 minute video that shows Hunter smoking crack and banging a prostitute. There's a foot job video I've never seen. Is it the same? Is that the same one?
0: That's the one I've seen. Curiosity mm-hmm. got the best of me and I will confess I have seen it.
1: Um, and then a bunch of other sexually <laughs> explicit images. I think that the the sex stuff kind of buried the lead. Really
0: yeah, unfortunately, because thing. it's easier to dismiss. Oh, what do you mean? Hunter's weird, like sex tape? Yeah, it's weird, but that's that's not the real substance here. And again, I'm not saying, okay, this obviously connects to what's going on right now, at least in explicit, specific terms. Person A connects to person B to person C in this way. I'm just saying, isn't it rational to question, given the documented business dealings that we have evidence of confirmed by The New York Times now, even though they were already confirmed? And just just to question Is it possible that maybe there are some ulterior interests in drumming up a bunch of support for Ukraine? Not just like rah, rah, go get them for freedom. But hey, guys, here's a huge check to achieve it. Because let's remember, we just cut Ukraine. The last bill that passed, the last budget bill, as we talked about last weekend, $14 billion. And then Zelensky came out this week. Said, oh, please help us some more. Joe Biden, you have to be the leader of the world, not just the U.S., but the leader of the world. Joe Biden comes out uh, midweek and announces $800 million more, not just not all cash, to be clear, but weapons and, and other resources.
1: So what is this about?
0: That's the big question is if you accept the premise that The New York Times had no interest and no curiosity in the story prior Uh, Because they were looking to protect the candidacy of Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Why would they drop that in now? When again, it has more relevance to the current news cycle than it has since this story broke. Is it just the New York Times suddenly decided to be honest or or are they? Well,
1: that's definitely not it.
0: (laughs) Then what's going on? Why is the New York Times just dropping this one in here now?
1: Maybe they're trying to cover some money laundering, but it seems really extensive for that.
0: I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I've thought about this the last few days. I have no idea, but I'm not going to accept it at face value because I know the New York Times reporting prior shouldn't be accepted at face value. All they had to do was ask Hunter. All they had to do was ask the New York Post about their sources. The New York Post was pretty open about that. They didn't. They had no curiosity. Now that's changed I, I have no idea what's changed. I don't know what their motive would be. But uh, I think we w- we should all um, have some thoughts about that, have think about that and try to figure out what's trying to be achieved. And if you can explain the New York Times motivation now, definitely send me an email because I'm drawing a blank. I don't have a good explanation for this one.
1: No one does.
0: Anyway, do you have any more thoughts on, uh, on any of this?
1: I just wonder how this is going to play out. I maintain that this is all connected to this bio labs. They will see.
0: You're, you're still uh, thinking that it's all about the bio labs, that there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be some big release. And
1: uh... I mean, that was just so weird. And then we've been primed Dude. so effectively with the disease thing. Everybody's sufficiently scared. They're off the COVID thing. I think it would be an excellent time to, to you know, segue into another virus.
0: Uh, well, we'll see if if people actually fall for that. But then again, I've had too much faith in the populace before. I suppose I shouldn't make that mistake again. But to the point on the bio labs, I saw Bill Maher share a story on uh, Twitter or Facebook this week. And it was some NBC or some mainstream media story about uh, so-and-so shares uh, false information about non-existent, quote, bio labs. And of course, I, me, whenever I see those stories, I think... This is going to be a good comment section. I got to dive in, and yeah, Bill Maher's audience is who they are. But the amount of people who just refuse to even—number one, never saw Victoria Newland's testimony, like we talked about last week—but refuse to even acknowledge its existence because he did have maybe ten percent of the people in that comment section saying, "Okay, and we don't know what the labs are," but that's kind of but the they, point. They clearly Here, exist. Yeah. Here's her talking about them, and not. And the just- State
1: Department's mentioned it on public forums before
0: and people will deny what victoria newland's testimony they won't even acknowledge that the facilities exist again i know that's a pretty small bar just because the facilities exist doesn't mean there's going to be a bioweapon deployed tomorrow but the degree to which we bury this as false when we have high level u.s officials at least acknowledging the base level premises i mean it just goes to show it's like the pro whatever the programming is to the npc mind they accept it and they won't If there's video evidence presented to them to the contrary, that's not sufficient. Just amazing to watch. And of course, I know better now in my later years. I don't participate in the comment section wars. I just observe. I just stand atop the hill and look down on the war and laugh and eat my popcorn. That's it. Oh, good Lord. Anyway, speaking of uh, popcorn worthy disasters, I suppose we could get into, uh... Leah Thomas making her story. This might you know take this
1: a dude is six, five.
0: I guess, which we will see demonstration of this segment might be a little long, but we're in kind of a spot where it's a little early to take a break. So why don't we just That's power awesome. through it? Well, um, university of Pennsylvania swimmer, Leah Thomas, formerly known as the male swimmer, will Thomas made her story on Thursday as the first known transgender athlete, To win an NCAA Division One title, dominating the 500-yard freestyle, Thomas finished uh, 1.75 seconds ahead of Virginia's Emma Wayant, who uh, won a silver medal during the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. So the second-place finisher was an Olympian, an Olympic women's swimmer. Leah Thomas crushed that girl though Leah Thomas did not beat Katie Ledecky's record behind that pace by nine seconds. But according to CBS reporting here, uh, I love this line. There were not many cheers of support for Thomas during introductions before the race, but the swimmer successfully tuned everyone out. Well, yeah, that's
1: that's how he did it.
0: (laughs) That's how just, you know, stayed focused, didn't fall for the distractions. Uh, It's not like he had any other advantages to rely on so here's leah thomas describing exactly that strategy in a post-race interview with espn leah how did that performance measure up to your expectations coming into this meet tonight i didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this meet i was just happy to be here
1: trying to race and compete as best as i could
0: you've undoubtedly been under the spotlight over the past few months how have you been dealing with that i
1: try to ignore it as much as i can I try to focus on my swimming, uh, what I need to do to get ready for my races,
0: and just try to block out everything else. I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for this meet. Quote Leah Thomas, who aspires to lose his meet.
1: Ew. Ew
0: uh thomas reportedly or thomas did not participate in the post-race news conference as required by the ncaa reportedly there were 20 people from protest groups waiting for him uh, at that podium but it didn't happen now as far as the response at the actual post-race awards or at the post-race podium uh it was pretty tepid there were there were some boos uh, in this first clip here, you will hear the audience response to that runner-up Emma Wyant, and then the response to Leah Thomas's so-called victory. Um, and notice you'll notice one of the competitors refusing to clap as well. Yeah, and so mad, as you mentioned, this is kind of the photo of the event. Yeah, the podiums are a little staggered. So Leah Thomas is elevated a few inches over the other competitors. Number one, the other competitors are all gathered around embracing each other. And Leah Thomas is off by himself. And yeah, six, five, as you mentioned, this this guy is just towering over.
1: That is a giant man.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a blonde-approved height. That's how tall that guy Ugh. is. <laughs> so that's what happened on Thursday. You roll into the weekend, and then very curiously, Leah Thomas could not continue the success on Saturday, getting last place mm. at the 100-yard freestyle. This, after entering the finals in that event with, a, with the fourth uh, fastest time, Thomas also finished fifth in the 200 free on Friday. So nope. you can draw your own conclusions about whether Leah Thomas actually had a drastic lapse in performance or is that good and bad at differing events or maybe just through the race to take some heat off what uh, had been. I'm sure That's
1: definitely what it is. Yeah.
0: An intense couple days of, uh, of criticism. Yeah. Now, according to a reporter on the scene, uh, parents Uh, at least the parents of one swimmer told her that coaches and athletes aren't allowed to speak to anyone, but especially media regarding Leah Thomas. They aren't allowed to mention Thomas's name in the locker room. You pen disabled comments on their congratulatory Instagram post for Leah Thomas's victory. But despite that, we still have some people speaking up. Uh, One woman claiming to be a swimmer for Virginia tech, tells an on-scene reporter that um, there's a lot of animosity toward Leah Thomas that's common among the swimmer girls, and she has a friend who was excluded from the championship because of Leah Thomas.
1: It's a common conception that we are all very disappointed and frustrated with someone who is has capabilities more than us women have to be able to compete at this level and take opportunities away from other women. Like I have a teammate who did not make finals today because she was just bumped out of finals. It was very emotional, and it's hard to see because it's her last NCAAs, and um, she really loves that race, and it was just heartbreaking to see that she put all her effort into it today and when the best time that she went in a morning session before and still not make it back. Yeah, exactly. spoken like a standard lesbian. That's what I want to hear. It's like, (laughs) however, women really shouldn't be competing in sports. So anything that's going to blow this up, I probably should support.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised you're not (laughs) clapping for Leah. I'm surprised you're not loving this.
1: It's frustrating for women to be displaced by this, uh, this person that's just, just walking around like they're a chick. It's just so preposterous. This whole thing is just so preposterous. Uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, As far as that particular swimmer, I, I'm a little bit cautious, maybe 5% skeptical, because that swimmer has not been named. Even in the Daily Mail story, it's just unnamed student. She also doesn't name her friend. So I want to be a little careful about jumping all in on her commentary there. Though, of course, even if her friend and the crying is uh, some kind of made-up story, the fact of the matter remains leah thomas's inclusion necessarily means some other girl gets bumped She's out is
1: excluded yeah that's that's true
0: so as the left loves to, as the progressives loves to say the spirit is true even if even if this is you know, there's yeah. some even if this is not an authentic presentation i'm just i i'm a little wary that, but at the same time i understand uh, going on the record in a lot of these situations can get you punished i'm, I'm just curious why she would be Why she would want to remain anonymous, but appear on camera and by voice. That's the only thing that could. The real
1: question is, is this going to force feminists to accept um, gender norms and uh, the essence of all of our biology? Or are they going to continue to deny that? Because if we can get on the same page, I will ally with feminists on that.
0: Well there have been a lot of uh, strange alliances made lately. Specifically you and lesbians just now. I mean what 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 a crazy well, yeah, upside mean, down clown world.
1: This um this gender bending thing is so much more insidious to society than the strong whammon thing, don't you think?
0: Uh yeah. I I I guess the only counter I would have is mm-hmm. to what degree are they is one a necessary extent of the other? Because
1: I don't know, I'm just trying to find ways um to eradicate this this weird thing that's come up in society this transgenderism thing. Yeah. And if I have to ally with feminists and they're going to help me destroy the transgender community, yeah. then they'll be easy to destroy because women are weak. So
0: <laughs> yeah, well uh that's the that's one of the counters I see too. Why do you care? It's just sports. Who cares? It's just sports. Well, when you extend the logic of this to the rest of society, even if sports are insignificant and unimportant, this is society-destroying stuff. When we erase the distinction between men and women, it's society-destroying. Yeah, do I care that much if a stupid pool race goes the wrong way? Not really. I do care when we start denying the importance of families and how to build them and maintain them and and maintain the health That's of each true. other. Th- this yep. is hostile to that.
1: But maybe this is good because... Um... How preposterous this is 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 laid bare uh in a, in the swimming arena especially because I can see that guy's dick like I can see his dick it's like <laughs> it's
0: held down pretty tight and it might be hormonally reduced but yeah but like somebody
1: wants to me to look at this person that's like wearing no clothes and, and be like that right there that's a woman and, yeah. and swimming chicks they're manly you know but the juxtaposition here is just it's legions wide Ah, uh, yeah
0: it's a big wingspan the chasm
1: and, between yeah. this big dicked six foot five dude and like <laughs> the lesbian standing next to him could not be wider
0: yeah well another it's other people speaking out um include a father uh, felipe felipe delgado who's a former olympic swimmer himself he's the father of annika delgado a sophomore at usc who raced leah thomas on saturday apparently must have crushed leah thomas uh, yesterday, but Delgado doesn't necessarily blame Leah Thomas. Instead, he blames the N sub NCAA for making insane rules. He says, quote, I'm a believer that there is a gatekeeper. And when that gatekeeper allows somebody to come in who potentially shouldn't be invited to the party, I think ultimately, uh, the brunt of the blame, if there's blame to be had will fall on that person. He was asked why he thinks so many parents are publicly quiet. And he said, he's not sure, but he thinks the majority of pe- the people at the swim meet, uh, Do not think what is going on is right and and really isn't that the last two years summarized. Everyone knows that this is bullshit, but we all do it anyway because everybody thinks they're going to be punished if they don't get in the bullshit line. Yeah, but you got to you got to step up. You got to say something. and, And once you do, you're going to find that more people actually agree with you. And to the prior conversation there, what's worse being called hateful, transphobic, racist, whatever word they throw at you. Uh, or watching your society collapse. This is yeah. end of days kind of stuff. So, someone might call you a name or your society will be it will be destroyed. Take your pick. <laughs> and on the topic of saying something, there was this hilarious conversation in the stands during the events on Thursday. There's this woman named Kelly J Keane who runs standing for women.com it's a women's activist organization against all this trans nonsense from what i gather and she spoke to a, a man who asked her if she's a biologist implying she's not qualified to talk and um, her answer was was fantastic
1: Good for her. That was perfect.
0: It's a little bit hard to hear, but he says, are you a biologist? And she says, I'm not a vet, but I know what a dog is. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, But just the audacity of rejecting basic gender distinctions, sex distinctions. Well, I guess ridiculing other people about their qualifications in biological science. This isn't high level stuff. This is entry level biology that we're talking about. And
1: to her point, apparently this is woman is Posey uh, parker on youtube
0: oh i don't know I, I just saw her name as kelly j keen but i don't know who she is oh okay so um sorry
1: Andrew.
0: so yeah but, but it's it's you can't say the sky is blue unless you have a degree in astrophysics yeah um and and whenever that question is asked it's nearly universally hypocritical i don't know that guy's background but I'll i'll bet high level biology cred is not part of it um and even if he does, do you think that every activist on this issue has the biology degree that he's talking about? And do you think that every biologist agrees with his nonsense? Mm-hmm. It's just the, the trust the experts logic extended to this silliness.
1: Yep.
0: A couple other related topics I wanted to talk about quickly before we break. Uh, uh, this um, Just on the idea of all this political nonsense infiltrating sports, ESPN wasn't just Leah Thomas's um, interview. They had another doozy this week when they took a moment of silence at the halftime at halftime of a basketball game to protest the so-called don't say gay bill in um, in Florida. Listen to this.
1: Now, normally at this time, we would take a look back at the first half, but there are things bigger than basketball that need to be addressed. Our LGBTQIA plus teammates at Disney asked for our solidarity and support in opposition to the parental rights in education bill in
0: the state of Florida and similar legislation across the United States. We're going to take a pause from our broadcast to show our love and support for our friends, our families and our colleagues. OK, well, at least it was a women's basketball game. So a moment of silence would likely receive as much audience and attention. Uh, but I love this reasoning. There are some things bigger than basketball. Yeah, you mean like everything?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Extend this logic. We shouldn't have any basketball games because there are more important things going on in the world. It's absolute nonsense. The whole point of sports is escapism yeah. from on the day-to-day news cycle and all of that, it's just, just unbelievable. My not say nothing of just the lies about the presentation of the bill that we talked about last week, but uh, another thing on this theme, I, uh, I'm sure you may have seen USA today nominated Dr. Rachel Levine, uh, our deputy health secretary, as you can see from your photo there yep, yep. for uh, woman of the year, woman of the year, nomination dr rachel levine gentile
1: uh, woman of the year that <laughs> that rachel levine yes.
0: rachel levine is of course uh a man formerly uh richard levine and simply for tweeting uh rachel levine is a man with a screenshot of the story the attorney general of texas Uh, He wasn't banned or suspended, but Twitter flagged his tweet and said this tweet violated our rules about hateful conduct and you can't interact with it. You can't reply. You can't retweet. You can't like They, Twitter said it remains up because it's in the public's interest for the tweet to remain accessible. So Ken Paxton came back and said, I have I have a whole statement on this. I want to say something that is that is an irrefutable scientific fact. Rachel Levine is a man. And they did it again. That's hateful. (laughs) They have a hateful flag on it. And it's just gotten even more ridiculous within just the last couple hours. The parody publication, the Babylon Bee, they tweeted that they're giving their man of the year award to Rachel Levine. Twitter has locked them out of their account for 12 hours and saying that's hateful conduct. Uh, If you want to come back, you'll have to delete the tweet. And the CEO is saying, I will not delete this tweet. So I guess Babylon B indefinitely suspended off of Twitter now, unless they what? back off. They're getting oh, the old man. New York Post treatment.
1: A few things make me laugh. But Babylon B nearly on a daily basis. has They something that are
0: me. some clever bastards over there. They have they have a way of pulling it off, no matter what the story. Um, and
1: good relationship stuff too on there.
0: Yeah, it's not always political. They have yeah. kind of more innocent themes that are still. Uh, just very funny stuff on very, marriage. Yeah, yeah, cleverly presented. My favorite one was it Babylon B. I th- I think it was maybe it was The Onion, but it's way too funny for The Onion. But I don't know if you're like this with your husband, but it really hit home for for me. Um, whoa, watch out! Says wife, seeing someone else, seeing other driver slightly brake three hundred yards in front of the, <laughs> the car. Like I don't know if you're the kind of wife who sits in the passenger seat and is worried about brake lights three hundred yards down the oh. road.
1: 'm I'm not, I'm not a backseat driver. My husband is the backseat driver. Oh,
0: well, he's entitled to that. The question is why isn't he driving all the time?
1: Uh, and then we, we talked about the Don't say gay uh, bill more last week, but they had one that said, um, Florida school kids sad he has to wait until fourth grade to be in indoctrinated with gender <laughs> ideology. Yeah, they're just they're on it.
0: Yeah, they're good. All right, we uh, we're definitely due for a break. We'll get to uh Ken Tanji and um some other stories coming up after that but let's check in with our chatters uh we are good over on d live thank you guys for hanging out over there i'll give a refresh on tippy stream figure out what's going on over here let's see uh Longdong john says i saw pulp fiction in 2019 and almost choked on my drink laughing at <laughs> dead n-word storage that bit we'll get to it in a little We'll we'll get to that later in the movie review segment for sure. Maybe it's the result of the times we live in today, but I'm still surprised they got away with that in the um in the early nineties. 90s. Nineties, 90s? was that's early nineties, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, I have mixed feelings about that whole segment, but it's memorable. Uh, J- uh, Jacob says, "Stop Putin. Eat fewer beans to keep your flatulence in check." This joke. Uh, is of similar quality to matt's taste in film wow jeez, harsh harsh on, harsh nice. critics me says uh i am putting a all 20 dollars of this super chat on the laptop story is being revived because it's time to start prepping harris to move on uh or to move in as president in oh, january yeah. maybe that's the angle maybe they're trying to sink joe
1: oh my god i hope that happens oh that'd be so
0: but they could they could do it more directly. It's like, all right, we're going to sink Joe with a paragraph, uh, you know, with with this, you know, hardly revealing paragraph, twenty four paragraphs deep in the story or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. they could be more direct. But maybe they're just warming up. Michu also I love says. That. I love that. The one area of athletics women outperform men is long distance endurance. The longer the race, the more of a chance a woman has to win. A hundred meters is almost as short uh, of a swimming event as you can find. I suppose that's true, but even I don't don't know the numbers, but even in long distance uh, races, it's got to still be not that competitive. But I would grant the premise that men probably have. Is he talking
1: about swimming only?
0: And running.
1: Oh, okay.
0: but I, I would bet that men men could probably crush women in a sprint better than a marathon. But still, I wouldn't take the chick in either.
1: No, I saw some Kenyans during the Olympics where I was like, holy shit, Like it's not even human.
0: They are, Those people are skeletons and yeah. <laughs> they just run forever. It's like a yeah.
1: hundred mile run. It's like, oh, yeah. my gosh, these people run. um They run marathons in the desert and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. We're good. Thank you guys for uh, for your chance.
1: Robin D. Bangs. This ain't her. Jesse again. My back door is still on her phone. My attacker is still on the lam, as was mentioned last week. I'm a big fan of the show, actually, and I agree with blonde on everything.
0: Wow. Well, there's an endorsement.
1: Um, I bought PN. No, no. Thank you, sir. Daniel Kunkel. The Russia-Ukraine war is all over the place with the coverage. I I am not going to be
0: niggardly. I just had to say thanks. Carry on. Um,
1: I see channels saying Ukraine is miraculously holding out, and others saying Russia is won. Does anyone really know what's going on? No, I don't even think people on the ground know what's going on. My uh, friend's yeah. family is in Russia, and she's like, they don't know shit. They don't know. Anything. I they don't know anything.
0: And I can't pretend to. You know, I can't pretend to give you an accurate diagnosis of what the combat situation of that war is. So we will see. We'll see if they get a a World War Three avoiding. Uh, negotiated peace agreement this week or not.
1: Um, Zach Coggins, the first mink is now full term at 37 weeks. He will be Mm. born anytime now. I thought I would be nervous, but I feel weirdly resolute while I enjoy this phase. My wife is done. She just wants him to be out. I remember those days. 37 weeks.
0: Congratulations. And just in case people forget, mink is a combination racial slur for Chinese and Irish or Irish and Chinese in that order perhaps more accurately congratulations
1: you guys did it top Boogie of the man morning to you ching
0: chong or however that would <laughs> <laughs> however that would go
1: how was i not the one that said that i'm i'm really proud right now,
0: now you're really I'm rubbing really off proud. on me you know what can i say
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're all grown up uh, boogeyman 917 come on man you know these men work their balls off to win women of the year awards and national championships cheers <laughs>
0: Uh, uh Yes, they do. Quite literally, sometimes.
1: Yep, yep. Hillbilly Deluxe. The Chicago area has a Karen's Place-esque burger place as well. Ed Debevecs, and they can be pretty coarse, but they try to be funny about it. I like a rude waitress. I they
0: would do. definitely sign up for this experience. Do they do they serve you and roast you, or how are they weird or uh, not weird? Rude.
1: They're just like here's your food, and they'll make fun of your appearance and stuff. It's happened yeah. to me a few times. All right, soon.
0: cool. Yeah, I want to go to one of these places. I'll, I'll Let's have to circle back
1: on these.
0: I'll have to um, figure out if I can visit one the next time I go to some city center. Though, of course, the way the world is headed, that'll probably be never. So maybe I never will. Anyway, thank you guys for your chats. We will come back to them later at the end of the
1: show. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: Now it's time to talk Kentaji because the moment is upon us. The uh, confirmation hearings for Biden's black chick pick for the Supreme Court Kentaji Brown Jackson, again, as uh, Jen Saki likes to uh, pronounce it. But uh, Kentaji has been working with uh, apparently Biden's top lawyers to prepare, as well as former Alabama Senator uh, Doug Jones, who has been assisting her in preparation for courting senators, Mitch McConnell at least as quoted in this wall street journal piece is quoted as saying they're not they being senate republicans aren't going to do a kavanaugh style personal attack on kentaji so maybe there's some concession there um uh, but but the way josh howley is is talking we might get something close so senator josh howley starting thursday has launched at least as far as i've seen what is the strongest and I don't necessarily mean strong as in correct. We'll kind of debate the points here, at least as I've seen them, but strongest as in harshly critical that that anybody uh, of anybody that I've seen and definitely the most uh, salacious criticism that during yeah. her time uh, as district court judge or throughout her career, really even including her time uh, as a, on the Federal Sentencing Commission, that she's been very friendly to pedophiles or. If that's not the proper term, people who possess child pornography, among other yeah. you know, similar types. Uh, so Josh Howley released all this uh, release, a, a whole t- uh, thread of tweets and other material explaining his allegations here. You want to walk us through them?
1: Sure. Um, I picked out the most relevant tweets, but you guys really should read the whole tweet thread because it has a lot of supporting information about uh, decisions that she's made over her career. Um, so he says, as far back as her time in law school, Judge Jackson has questioned making convicts register as sex offenders, saying it leads to stigmatization and ostracism. Uh, she suggested public policy is driven by a climate of fear, hatred and revenge against sex offenders. That's a direct quote from Patanji. Um, As a member of U.S. Sentencing Commission, Judge Jackson advocated for drastic change in how the law treats sex offenders by eliminating the existing mandatory minimum sentence. For possession of child pornography, Jackson has said that some people who possess porn are, or child porn are, quote, are in this for either the collection or the people who are loners and find status in their participation of the community. Oh, they're just in it for the collection. They're just in it for the camaraderie of of pedophiles (laughs) because they want friends, but they're not actually pedophiles. Um. Judge Jackson also has opined that there may be a type of less serious child pornography offender, that's a direct quote, whose motivation is not sexual, but, quote, is the challenge or to use the technology. And then she also has said explicitly that not all people that access and possess child pornography are pedophiles. On the federal bench, Judge Jackson put her troubling views into action in every single child porn case for which we can find records. Judge Jackson deviated from the federal sentencing guidelines in favor of child porn offenders. And then he has a list of subsequent cases um, or or previous cases um, where they've just been given incredibly, incredibly lenient sentences. One of them got three months, even though it was suggested that he gives four years or something like that. Uh, And the list goes on and on.
0: Josh Halley appeared on Fox News this week as well to explain uh, his accusations here. Here is some of that segment. If you look at what she's done as a judge on the bench... When she had the chance to put away child predators over and over again when it comes to these child porn cases these are pedophiles we're talking about she chose to give them the lightest sentence possible in case after case i mean you mentioned one the guidelines recommended 10 years she gave him three months i haven't been able to find a single case where she has had a child porn offender a pedophile in front of her where she hasn't given him the most lenient sentence she possibly could okay so I went doing some digging this afternoon because I read through his tweet thread and, you know, I got to admit there's a lot of citations there. It seems like it kind of checks out. So my question is, what am I missing? If anything, what is the counter to this? What is the defense to this? How is this being potentially misrepresented? So I looked at a couple uh, so-called fact checks. First being the AP. And the AP accuses Howley of twisting one particular quote where um, Jackson was asking, as you mentioned, is there a less serious type of child pornography offender? And this was part of her time on, again, that federal sentencing commission that she served on. I think it was 09 to 14, the commission that's in charge of setting federal sentencing guidelines. And at some hearings, she said, well, is there a type of less serious child pornography offender. Well, according to the AP, that quote is being misrepresented at least slightly. They're saying she, she posed that not to, not as a rhetorical question to lead you to a conclusion. She was asking questions, uh, purely as questions. She never presented a conclusion. So the AP is saying, well, Howley is wrong to extrapolate that Jackson had drawn conclusions when she hadn't. Um, okay. I mean, That may be fair in that one particular instance, but I'm not sure it explains the sequence of cases that he's talking about. Why was she lenient on people who had very serious charges? Uh, I went digging a little bit more because that wasn't a satisfactory explanation to me. That's just like, okay, there's maybe additional context for this one particular quote, but it's not really the one particular quote. So I headed on over to uh, to reason. And there was this piece published in Reason uh, on Friday by Jacob Sullum, and um, and he makes a couple arguments here. Uh, he cites a Canadian sex offender expert, so you can you can trust this expert. Uh, this expert says there does exist a distinct group of offenders who are internet only and do not present a significant risk for hands-on sex offending. Okay. Sulim writes that Jackson's sentencing is actually common. So he writes, Jackson was hardly unusual in taking advantage of that discretion, as in the discretion to apply the sentence to a convicted right. offender. In fiscal year 2019, the USSC found. 59% of non-production offenders, so people who possessed child pornography, didn't make it but possessed it. They received sentences below the guideline range compared to less than 16% in fiscal year 2005. So he's noting that increasingly over time, mere possession has been treated more leniently by the bulk of the federal bench, not by Katanji Brown Jackson specifically. And, right. And then he says, in other words, the downward departures that Howley presents Uh, as aberrant Uh, marking Jackson as especially soft on quote unquote sex criminals are actually typical and it's not hard to see why he goes on to explain why he doesn't think that's hard to see. But uh, I was not particularly convinced by this piece either. Uh, Number one, I personally don't see a huge difference between child pornography possession And actually abusing kids physically. The point of the possession being illegal is that the physical abuse was necessary to create it. A real child was victimized. it
1: could never be consensual, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah. Uh, and by possessing the material, you're you're furthering the victimization. Now, we might say, well, I didn't personally create it. Okay, I mean, I I guess I could grant there's some distinction to be made there, but is it distinction enough to chop a sentence, not just in half, but say down to 10, 20%? Yeah, that doesn't make me very comfortable, but that that's not all. So I kind of reject that distinction, that possession is so much of a lesser crime than production. Number two, um, several of Howley's examples, as you went through, if you read them, they're not just um, possession of materials or otherwise unassociated minors. That's not all the Mm -hmm. cases. One of Howley's examples is a guy who posted pics of his own daughter. Yeah, that guy was given lenient treatment by Katanji Brown Jackson. Another guy was convicted of travel with intent to engage in illicit sexual conduct with a minor. So the That's reasoning not of
1: just possession of child
0: pornography also, yeah, not just possession. There are multiple examples that Howley has that are beyond just possession. So that the the defense here kind of fails in that regard as well. Number three, I hate this argument of, well, everyone's doing it. Yeah. I, I don't care if 99% of the federal bench is doing it if it's wrong. Would we argue, well, 60% of people have child porn on their computers, so who cares? Uh, me, I care. We we shouldn't be doing that. I don't care if everybody has child porn on their computers. That doesn't make it right. Right. So it's uh, that's sort of a silly argument it, because it's not about what's common. It's about what's moral. And I understand that what's moral and what's legal are different different things they, they're not a perfect overlap we would like to have something of a decent venn diagram overlap but they are different things but it but the point is jackson is exercising discretion here she's going with the in many cases the lowest possible punishment for mm-hmm. what are some of some of society's worst criminals and if we can't agree on just base level protection of, of children from sexual exploitation
1: and we have and predation thought
0: thought, on moral yeah. grounds well I'm not sure what we have left to agree on. So um I I I did my I did my best to find the flaws in what Holly is saying. And honestly, I'm not very satisfied by the people countering him. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to be defended at the hearing or I know Holly you can count on Holly to bring it up, but he might be alone. Will the rest of the Republican um the rest of the Republican senators Join him in bringing this up.
1: I'm sure they will.
0: We, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Why would I, they I, not? I
1: mean, this is excellent ammunition. We did correctly predict it would be a pedo thing, but I thought it would be entirely <laughs> of invented, so here we are. Yeah,
0: we thought it would be fiction, and yet here it is. But, uh, you know, we knew from the start that Ketanji Brown Jackson was not particularly vetted, so yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But, if, but if you listen to the... Um, The squawking hens over on The View, not only is Ketanji Brown Jackson heavily vetted, she outshines the last three nominees, and it's indisputable. She's just she's outstanding, says um, says Whoopi and Anna Navarro. And according to them, this is the it's not just what they say about her qualifications that I find amusing. They actually say that Kavanaugh received great benefit during his 2018 (laughs) confirmation. Up is down, left is right, okay. But but they're, they're saying that Ketanji has to perform well because she's not going to get the same benefit that Kavanaugh did when he had his freakout in 2018. The last three people they put in. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a woman who can who can outshine each and every one of those people. Very literally. Her abilities are, are outstanding. I mean, she's outstanding. I'll tell you what she needs to do. What she, need she to needs to do. She needs to keep her cool and yes. answer calmly and answer with substance because she, because of who she is, is not going to get away with the crying meltdown that Kavanaugh no, was. we don't get to do that. Nope. we all. not We don't don't get got, that, got to be the strong one. So you know what? Bring it on. She's ready for you. We'll be Woo! Ready.
1: Are you telling me that women get less license to cry publicly?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: That's preposterous. I've cried publicly like twice this week. No one said shit to me.
0: Uh, yeah. In fact, they'll probably try to comfort you more.
1: I know. Yeah. Is this is insane. And as though female uh, fragility.
0: Well, wow, that guy sure did get upset when we threw life ruining rape allegations at him without yeah. any substantiation,
1: while his young children watched this wow. go down in the public arena. What a arena. loser!
0: Yeah. And I mean, fucking. Uh, well, um yeah, we, failed me. We shall see. We There's some there's some important decisions coming up. I'm still I'm still uh, I'm still allowing allowing them a chance to impress me. And uh, perhaps they will. They've had some good decisions, but not universally good decisions. Anyway, the view women insist that Katanji is um, is so impressive. Obviously, her record outshines everybody else. Well, she is the least appellate court experience of any recent nominee, and it's not even close. Gorsuch was on the appeals court for 11 years. Kavanaugh was on the appeals court for 12 years. Barrett, much shorter than them, but she was on the appeals court for three years. Kentaji hasn't even been on the appeals court for a year. She was confirmed in June. She's written something like two opinions. And as the New York Times noted in their coverage earlier in this year, Jackson, quote, has not yet written a body of appeals court opinions expressing a legal philosophy. We don't even have this supposedly outstanding record to evaluate, at least as as an appellate judge. Of course, legal excellence is not why she was picked. You can ask Joe Biden about that. She was picked for her race and her sex. I guess that's what's really outstanding is her race and her sex. Because Meanwhile,
1: tons of black chicks. Maybe it's just like being a, a black attorney is such a rarity.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There are many. There are Ben Crump and um, and, you know, the, the the guys who parachute into like every, uh, you know, uh, police shooting of a black person. They, they're always there. There's a whole team. She
1: didn't make it to judge, though. I mean, how many black judges are there in America? Five.
0: Uh, well, Pickens. there's Clarence Thomas. There's Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> there's uh, the TV judges count. Anyway, no. I digress. Um what did you call this guy? It was something like it was electrocuted, was it Daryl Lamont Jenkins or something? Dude, electrocuted fat funny. Albert, we could call him that. Electrocuted something you called him.
1: <laughs> I'm very funny.
0: Well, there's there's electrocuted fat Albert over on MSNBC, and he he said over the weekend that by talking about her record with child pornography possessors and pedophiles, Josh Howley is trying to get Kentaji killed. I need the Democrats to get up there and defend her just as vociferously as Lindsey Graham defended alleged attempted rapist Brett Kavanaugh, especially when they come at her with this with this trumped up um, uh, alleged issues about uh, her sentencing. On, uh, for, for sex offenders, what Josh Hawley is doing when he tries to do this um, is he's trying to get her killed. He is trying to get violence done against a Supreme Court nominee.
1: Man, if they okay. want us to think that black people are smart, they have to stop putting down black people on TV.
0: Like, <laughs> New rule. Okay. If they're uh, going to do
1: this whole like black people have high IQ psyop, then like actually get smart black Psy- people on TV.
0: Just let Clarence Thomas talk for a little while. Let Thomas yeah, Sowell talk. Thomas Sowell, yeah,
1: while. cool, great. Malcolm Gladwell, although he's kind of black.
0: Clarence Clarence Thomas notoriously soft and short spoken though. It's kind of his it's kind of his thing.
1: Is Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah, I had to go into the half black half Jewish territory just to get an example pulled out of my brain. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, to the point of Mister Fat Albert here scrutinizing the nominee is uh, literally terrorism. That's the that's the argument. Uh, yeah, so examining her bastard. sentencing, examining her record as a judge is way out of line, says uh, Fat Albert. But unsubstantiated rape accusations are totally fine. I think we got to play by Fat Albert's rules. I think we're making a big mistake by actually referencing pieces of her record. We should have just gone with totally made up, absolutely outrageous accusation and ran with that. Apparently those are the rules. Yeah. We want to stick with them. He'd be just as upset either way. How dare you bring up her record? How dare you accuse her of rape? It's the same outrage. So you might as well have gone for. for
1: I'm happy it's real.
0: Uh, it does seem pretty well said. The only thing I'll say, like, obviously, I haven't had time to sit down and read the specific facts of every single case that was cited. But Howley is referencing cases and I'll, I'm, I'm taking his characterization of them as true. And if they are, as he's presented, Uh, Yeah, I have a lot of questions about this because he is right that there's something of a pattern here. If the only counter is, well, everyone was doing it. Okay. That's not good, though. That's bad. I, I don't care if everyone's doing it. I don't want those sort of people being on the highest court in the country.
1: And I, I mean, how has she ruled on on hate crimes and things of that nature? She wants there was leniency some... for pedophiles, but like I guarantee she's not going to extend that <sighs> to any racial connotation that may exist with any previous cases.
0: There was some uh, controversy, too, because apparently some of her writings referenced the 1619 Project and some of these other things. So I don't know if she's had any actual hate crime cases come before her or not, but there are other ideological pieces that people have questions about anyway uh speaking of hate crimes it's that time of night you ready i am all right and now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice Well, on March 8th, racist graffiti. It's just a never ending parade of these stories lately. Racist graffiti was found on a school bathroom wall at Our Lady of Mercy School for Young Women. This is an all girls Catholic middle and high school in Rochester, New York. Students of color at the school said at the time they did not feel safe on campus after such a display of hate.
1: It's scary that I have to go now go into school knowing that there's somebody there that has those feelings, has those thoughts towards the black community. News of racist graffiti found in their school bathroom left the Reese sisters frightened. Graffiti found on the bathroom wall included the n-word and read get out or else. The Brighton Police Department is investigating it as a hate crime.
0: You know these type of incidents really don't have any place Anywheres, um, let alone in a school setting, it's supposed to be a safe environment for kids to learn.
1: The school is offering counseling to students.
0: The girls themselves are struggling with it. The faculty and staff are struggling. school staff camera footage, and we are going to look um, to see who was in the hallway to see who went in the bathroom and we will try our best to narrow down the, narrow down that time frame. Oh good Lord, just to be double clear on what the writing said. It said uh, in what looks like pretty feminine handwriting. I guess that makes sense, though, because this was the girl's bathroom. Anyway, the handwriting says this school is filled with a bunch of N words. Get out or else. And N words is, is underlined. Is
1: school filled with a bunch of N words?
0: <laughs> but let's get to the facts here. Is that, yeah. is that an accurate characterization? Well, it's underlined six times. What was the one that we had pri- previously? There was like a triple underliner not long ago. This is a six. Underline, so what is that? Um, is that a hexa underline? Do I have my prefix right? (laughs) Yes, a hexa line n word, anyway. Uh, of course, uh, students, uh, dozens of students protested outside the school immediately after, and as the uh, police uh, spokesman there said, um, the school and the police did follow up with an investigation, and shockingly. At least according to one report, a black girl has confessed to doing it, though that is disputed. It might have been a, his, a Hispanic girl. But four sources no, speaking. A
1: Hispanic girl would not do this on behalf of the black community. They hate each other.
0: Well, maybe it was real hate, I suppose, is, is the claim.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: But according to Rochester area talk show uh, talk radio host Bob Lonsberry He says he has four sources, including two in government, that said the culprit is an African American student. But not true, says uh, a local woman who apparently chronicles high school sports. She says the student who did it is Hispanic. So it's really a question of who do you believe? The school confirms that, uh, this confirms publicly that its investigation has concluded and that a student confessed, but they won't say anything about the student's identity. They say for legal reasons. And in accordance with the school's confidentiality practices, the student will not be identified, including the race of the student. The school says appropriate and maximum disciplinary action has been taken, but they won't say what that is. I mean, to me, that implies expulsion if it's maximum. But that would just be my own inference. They didn't say that. And the police are not charging the student. So that to me is an indicator that it's definitely not a white chick who did this, because if it was Charges would be filed if they're yeah. saying we know who it is. Uh, we We've heard the investigators say that several times in recent weeks. Well, it's not a hate crime by virtue of the fact that a student of color did it. Yeah. yeah. I assume the same reasoning applies here. And that's why there are no no charges.
1: No one's asking the important questions on this. What do black high school girls want attention from the media more than Latina high school girls hate black people
0: that is the uh that's a really difficult scale to balance there it's a really tough one to weigh
1: Mm, i think it's the black girl wants attention
0: all right we'll go with that that's what we've been here
1: before i saw this in the notes i was like didn't we talk about this like seven (laughs) weeks in a row (laughs) they all kind of run
0: together no the, the one that won't quit is the colored uh drinking fountain we've seen several iterations of that so maybe that one will be back. But hey, you know what else comes back is actual hate crimes against Asian people in urban centers that we never hear much about or at least comparatively much less about. And again, we have an example San Francisco style of um, an attacker of color saying to an Asian victim, uh, hey, in this case, you Asian bitch uh, yeah. punch, punch, stomp, stomp.
1: And Unfortunately, there was no excremento in anybody's face on this one. Oh, yeah because uh, this was in New York City, but this is a, this is a bad one. This lady's like might die. Um, so Tamel Esco, a brother, arrested after allegedly calling a 67-year-old woman an Asian bitch, then followed her into her building and severely beat her on Friday in Yonkers, which is north of New York City. Surveillance video from the building's vestibule vestibule. Did I just have a stroke? That's they a show weird that word, the woman sure. um is. She was attempting to open the second door into her lobby like she had gotten in the first and he like pulls her out and he hits her on the head from behind. She falls to the ground and then he punches her a hundred and twenty five times and then he stomps on her a bunch. And then how long
0: does that take? Because I didn't even bother trying to edit this footage because I know Susan wouldn't let me show it.
1: Oh, he like wails on her for like three minutes.
0: A hundred punches, even if you're going as fast as you punches. can, that's going to mm-hmm. take a minute.
1: Um, the woman, who they have not identified yet, is recovering the hospital. She's in stable condition, uh, supposedly, but she, she broke, broke a bunch of bones in her face, and she has a brain bleed
0: from hmm. the assault.
1: And he's been charged with attempted murder as a hate crime.
0: Yeah, I was surprised then, to see that. Actual hate crime charges. Yeah. Well, he so, didn't call her an
1: Asian bitch. So they- if you want to attack an old woman, just don't just don't identify a race before you do it and you won't get a hate crime.
0: Or if you must just go to San Francisco, you can get away with it there, but apparently it's too much for New York. You can't do it there. I, I am surprised, but I guess credit where do I'm not a fan of hate crime charges as we've discussed many times, but if the laws are on the books, this has to be one and apparently they're going with it. So yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I almost forgot. I have surprise cringe. We got to get to that in a while before. Oh, the, no, we no it, we, the, we've had we some. did it last week. Yeah.
1: With fat, fat Tessa holiday.
0: Right. Well, I have something of a similar theme. Uh, you I suspect you may have seen this one this week. And I got to apologize for the odd video presentation because it is copyrighted entertainment material. And it's uh, especially protected with um, copyright bots on Susan's YouTube. So I had to distort it to even get it through the copyright bots. But here it is. And today, we greet the president of United Earth. Welcome. I am so
1: pleased that you've come. We are eager to begin diplomatic discussions. Nothing to discuss.
0: United Earth is ready right now to rejoin the Federation. And nothing could make me happier than to say those words. Thank you. Thank you all. There's a lot of work to do. Are you ready for that?
1: I am. Oh, my God. Why? Why must they ruin everything that I love?
0: Had you seen it previously or is that your first exposure?
1: I hadn't seen it. I read a headline and I was Uh. like, nope, I don't want this in my brain. And still, it was brought to my brain after all. So thanks a lot.
0: Well, I know you're a big Star Trek fan, although I don't understand all the different series or versions of Star Trek. (sighs) But I take it you probably didn't care as much about this current one i did not
1: i have not watched discovery or picard because i don't hate myself and i have such fondness for the next generation i've been to two conventions one of them was pretty recent
0: i forgot that you actually went to the conventions wow
1: i love star trek the next generation Hmm. and you know i don't want my childhood memories to be sullied with all this new woke shit
0: Hmm. well If it isn't obvious uh, to the audience, that is um, Stacey Abrams making a cameo in Star Trek Discovery. And it turns out that you and Stacey Abrams, you have that in common. Big Star Trek fans, to, uh, the both of you. So she, she loves the
1: next generation?
0: Well, she says she's just a big Star Trek fan. But I assume I don't know which one specifically.
1: She probably likes Voyager.
0: <laughs> she also likes Discovery, apparently. So she made this cameo on the season four finale of Star Trek Discovery as, yes, the president of United Earth. Stacey Abrams previously told 538 that she hopes to run for president before 2040. So this might just be the warm up, the practice session for that uh abrams loves star trek so much according to this people magazine reporting that she only agreed to do this cameo if they wouldn't give her any spoilers so they only gave her enough information to perform the role and no more and they uh, apparently um held up their end of the deal in that way producer michelle paradise says abrams was the natural choice for this role quote we always knew that earth returning would be a big big moment coming into season four uh, we knew that was going to happen in the finale.
1: So we needed a fat black politician that was gap toothed and clearly retarded. She was perfect.
0: They certainly filled the call for a big, big moment. Absolutely. Um, when the time came to start talking about the president of earth, it seemed like, well, who better to represent that than her? Uh, yeah. I suppose she is very good at representing big, big things. Um, I was scrolling through the comments section on this post on YouTube because I knew there would be some good ones. Uh, Star Wars fans are also excited to see this Jabba the Hutt crossover <laughs> with Star Trek. Uh, yeah. What else was there? There was another good one in here. Um, this is more of a Star Trek specific joke, but maybe you'll get it. When they said Stacey Abrams was in Star Trek, I thought she would be playing the part of the Enterprise. Yeah. womp, womp, womp. All right. Well, Did you
1: get it. You get it? You get uh, it's it?
0: just that's the ship, right? That's the so ship. So she's as big and as fat as the ship. That's uh. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a really good one. I got to give credit to that. Uh, to that particular comment or well done. Anyway, I uh,
1: think that in the future, in the Star Trek world, that they've they've created some kind of solution for like under boob smegma that fat women get.
0: <laughs> she has under boob smegma. She if anybody does, she definitely Probably. does.
1: Yeah, and I bet her skin's like all ashy. You know how black people get like ashy skin? Now, here's like, a real... Tits uh, magma?
0: Here's a conundrum. Would you circumcise those boobs to avoid the boobs smegma? We just I chop off how, some of that just, excess skin.
1: No. No, she can, <laughs> she can keep her fat tits.
0: <laughs> well, Fix lucky. those
1: teeth though, bitch.
0: Uh, it's like teeth. part of her trademark now. It's like Michael Strahan has that same gap too, and it's just part of his thing. Although, did he fix his teeth, or was that a, a joke? I don't even know. I don't
1: know.
0: Anyway, don't know. all right. Um, it is time for the um, the movie review. So let's let's get to that. In a world, in a world of movie
1: references flying over his head, one man will
0: finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 1994 black comedy crime film Pulp Fiction, in which a pair of philosophically pondering hitmen and a backstabbing boxer collide in their interactions with a crime boss who gets strangely violated in the basement of a Dixie-themed pawn shop. From movie picker Matt P, this is the movie that made Quentin Tarantino. Great dialogue and very different from any other movie at the time. The sequencing is odd until the end of the movie. As always, your thoughts and your rating.
1: I just realized my movie review is so short, Um, but I I can't think of another film that had me laughing out loud when somebody accidentally gets shot in the head. I like I don't I don't know why that scene was so funny. It was just the carelessness of John Travolta. He's so bad at his job. He's just like the shittiest hitman. Um and generally, you know, I don't really like Tarantino. I hated Reservoir Dogs. I've hated a lot of his movies. It's like he has a cinematography stamp and he's just kind of a one-trick pony. Um all of his movies are horse derivative. Movie. Yeah, a one-horse <laughs> pony. They're all derivative of pulp fiction but without the wit or the charm mm. or the cohesion i know the sequence of this movie is really weird but it it really works and i've always i've always liked this movie although i do think it's a little bit overrated it has reached this status of like epic cult classic and for that reason i gave it a four out of five but this is tarantino's best film mm. it truly is um lots of laughs and the most important thing Bruce Willis's leading lady was cast appropriately. She's kind of weird looking, but I think she's really hot, and I appreciated that.
0: At this, at first, I thought she was Asian, and no, then she weird, turned out Europe, to be like, like French, French or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, nice son of a subdued. bitch, dude. Yeah. We can't get off this synchronization. It's. I thought. Did you I, like I was it? Think, I was thinking this week's going to be the one because I know that. Um, Well, I know you've had some Tarantino hatred. I I knew that. So I kind of expected you to hate it a little bit more. And this is one of those movies that um, I mean, I enjoyed it. First of all, I'd seen it like 15 years ago, half watching it. So it's not the first time I've seen it, but it's the first time that I sat down and really paid attention. So it basically was a, a first view and it was the sort of movie where I liked it on first watch, but it actually grew on me over the coming days because there were so many things that I was thinking about, which is my mark of a good movie. It kind of stuck in my brain, and I, I was trying to figure out certain things about it. So I, I, I actually did give it the same rating.
1: Really? I, I'm just going <laughs> to
0: I'm gonna give it an outrageous rating to something next week, just uh, on principle. But yeah. Um, but OK, so so why did I like this movie? Well, first of all, I think this is uh, you say how this was kind of um, that Pulp Fiction, everything else Tarantino did was a derivative of that. I feel the same way about Samuel L. Jackson, that this was his best performance and everything else is yeah, he's, he's done other great roles. I love him in Star Wars as Mace Windu, but you yeah. can sort of see how every other character is kind of a derivative of this one. The yeah. big the big glaring eyes. And the, the stern, elaborate lines. I, I just loved his performance. And actually, I was reading about it. Apparently, uh, at least a source I saw said that the role was written for Samuel L. Jackson. But there must have been some audition formalities or something. Because Lawrence Fishburne also auditioned. Really? And then Lawrence Fis- Fishburne shows up. He didn't like the movie because he thought that it had too much drug promotion or something. Jackson shows up. They say, welcome, Mr. Fishburne. And he gets all pissed off. Because he was mistaken for Lawrence Fishburne, as everybody always <laughs> confuses them. And I guess that helped him crush the performance. And the rest is history because that, that helped this, him crush it. That's what uh, the sources say that he was really pissed off at his audition because he was mistaken for Lawrence Fishburne. Um, the, um, I, often I'm very critical of these kind of nonlinear uh, narratives. Because usually it comes off as just kind of like pointless artsiness to me. You're making things more complicated than they need to be just to be yeah. weird or strange. This is a such a rare movie with basically three stories intertwining, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like I was confused. I didn't have I didn't have to stop and figure out who's that guy, what's he doing, where is this, why is this happening. I, like I felt that way with. Um, uh snatch like snatch had me lost and it's kind of similarly interweaving in that way but this wasn't and i I just it was such an achievement to me to have these complex intertwining storylines where i'm not confused and i'm noticing the little details that you're supposed to notice that connect later so obviously you leave the opening scene with the robbery at the diner you don't really know what that means until it's all wrapped up at the end you remember it it's very clean and it all wraps up uh, nicely. You see Vincent and Jules in Marcellus's club with weird T-shirts on. Like, well, what the hell is that? Because they were just wearing those Hitman suits. Until that gets tied up at the end of the movie. You see a hostile exchange between Butch and Vincent at the bar. Yeah. Kind of foreshadows Butch killing Vincent later in the movie. There's, just, there's a lot of complex things. I put an infographic in the review to show how complex the story actually is. But it all weaves together so nicely. And it's not... It's just not confusing. I, I felt satisfied at the end to see how all the pieces tied up together instead of just. It
1: was satisfying, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's a rare that's a rare achievement. So I appreciated that. There are a lot of metaphors in this movie. There's kind of the gold watch and what it means, like the, the symbol of a family heirloom and family love. Breakfast is a big theme of the movie. There's a lot of contemplation and revelation happening at breakfast. That's
1: true. Yeah, I guess that didn't occur. To
0: me. I can't get over this this metaphor, this symbol or this motif of the bathroom because the bathroom anytime specifically vincent but when other people go to the bathroom that means something significant is about to happen so obviously vincent is in the bathroom when mia overdoses vincent is in the bathroom when the the diner robbery starts he's in the bathroom when he gets killed by butch Mm -hmm. and at brett's apartment when they kill him for double crossing uh, marcellus Uh, there's a there's a guy hiding in the bathroom who nearly kills them both and i've been reading a lot about this (sighs) (laughs) because i just find that so fascinating and the general consensus is well it's a symbol for bad luck and and that's plausible there's bad luck that strikes every time specifically vincent goes to the bathroom but to me it's not satisfying because it, it sort of depends on whose perspective there's good luck associated with the bathroom too vincent or um Yeah, Vincent, when he goes to the bathroom at the diner, he's able to hold up uh, Honey Bunny, the woman. He's given an advantage because he comes out of the bathroom. So that's not really bad luck.
1: It's all traced back to some weird perversion that um, it might be Tarantino has. Like Um, he must be obsessed with Blumpkins or
0: something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you know the term. Um, I do know what that is. We've probably talked about Blumpkins. It's called a hot Carl
1: in the Midwest.
0: No, that's a different thing.
1: No, we've talked about this before on no, the channel. No,
0: hot Carl is a different it's thing. It's
1: a regional thing. It's the same thing. Okay,
0: okay. let me see. I, I, I know we've talked about this. No, they, they're totally different things. They're totally different things.
1: Hot Carl Urban.
0: Okay. Anyway, the bathroom is good luck for Butch because the only reason he's able to kill Vincent is because of Vincent going into the bathroom. Anyway, obviously oh, I've right. thought a lot about this and it's it might be like the, the ultimate um metaphor uh the ultimate kind of presumptive i I don't know just sort of pretentious metaphor uh because another theory on on what tarantino is symbolizing is just the futility of trying to turn shit into gold so you could sit in the bathroom all day trying to turn shit into gold but it's a waste of time and maybe i'm doing exactly that by overthinking this metaphor itself which is cool to think about it really doesn't lead anywhere. I'm not even clear on it because what's the conclusion? Am I supposed to avoid the bathroom? Not spend that much time in the how like we all have to use the bathroom. Huh. So there's no real conclusion to it at all. It's just, it had me thinking for so long that I have to give it credit for that.
1: That's the mark of a good movie or at least an interesting one.
0: Are you ready to concede that a hot Carl and a Blumpkin are different things?
1: They are different things.
0: Yeah. I, th- I swear we've had this conversation before. Now that I think about it, we must have. Hmm. Okay, last thing on what I love about the movie. Obviously, what stands out is um, Jules, the, the obvious moment, the memory of the movie is Jules reciting Ezekiel twenty five seventeen as he does twice, once when they kill Brett and once when he holds up Ringo. And at the end of the movie, when he offers more thinking about that verse, it, I thought it was a really great way to, to finish the movie, but just a, a really philosophically powerful uh, dialogue or monologue. The, the Bible verse is actually um, it's false or fake. It, it's written by Tarantino based on a real Bible verse, but it's expanded. But but um, Jules is sitting there in front of Ringo and trying to figure out, OK, there are three people in this story. There's there's the shepherd. There is the tyrant and there are the weak. And who's who? Who's the shepherd? Who's the tyrant? And who's the weak? And he kind of considers who might fill each role. And I just thought it was so fascinating because. Obviously, we all want to be the shepherd. We want to be the good guy fighting on behalf of the weak against the evil guy. And sometimes we get confused and we end up being the evil guy. You don't want to be that. But the conclusion at the end is, Ringo, you're the weak. And even though the tyrant is a bad, evil man, the worst thing to be is the weak. It's not actually the tyrant. And I thought that was just such an interesting concept, especially in some of the, you know, current times where we really have to evaluate what sort of tactics we're trying to use to achieve certain ends um, and, and all the moral implications of that. The the, the lesson of, of what he's explaining there is you, you got to do your best to be good. But whatever you do, don't become weak. Weak is the worst possible thing that you can be. And I think there's a lot of um, profound wisdom in that. Yeah. I think it's something we should all including myself i think we should i I should consider that a lot it's like obviously i have a lot of hesitation about deploying you know so-called immoral evil tactics and i'm going to stick to that but you don't want to stick to that to a degree that you are weak and able to be dominated because if you're the weak in this situation you're either led by the shepherd or dominated by the tyrant but in either situation you're controlled by other people and all you have to bet on is their goodwill. it's not a good bet to make i'm glad you liked it Yeah, I I thought that was really cool and it had me thinking about it for a long time afterward. I'll I'll be quick on what I didn't like because I know I'm going on here. I'm I'm surprised you don't think the movie's too long because that's usually Uh, your...
1: How long is it?
0: It's over two and a half hours. It's like two hours 34.
1: Yeah, it's too long. But, you know, um, I'm willing to overlook that periodically.
0: The... uh, It it does have a lot of, at least in my watch... uh, after the watch, I thought, man, they kind of wasted a lot of time with dialogue and just establishing shots. I think of like Butch's taxi ride was almost totally unnecessary, at least it seemed. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, establishing shots at the restaurant when Mia and and Vincent go on their date. There was, of course, Tarantino's obligatory scene at the, in the kitchen that we talked about with the chatter saying, um, you know, just sitting around in his pajamas saying the N word. I thought about this later. There might be kind of a philosophical reason for that, because of course Mia's whole point at the restaurant is why do we have to sit around and talk about bullshit to feel comfortable? Yeah. And then they go on and kind of talk about bullshit all throughout the movie, but it's a lot of sort of philosophically oriented bullshit. Like I was just discussing. And so maybe the lesson is um, it's not as bullshit as we think it is. Maybe there's more value to it, or maybe the movie is wasting our time to illustrate a point about wasting time in either case. I think the movie could be a little tighter, probably better presented if it could get closer to two hours. But, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, I was entertained throughout, so it's not that big of a criticism. And I don't know if uh, maybe it's just my wife and, and me. You tell me, was John Travolta's accent in this movie really weird and dumb?
1: Yeah, he always overdoes it. But but in this role, um, I thought it was fine because every person was kind of a caricature.
0: Hmm. It's like, like they I, were so I, out
1: there, like Mia especially was so out there.
0: See, I thought he was supposed to be kind of like a southern man. And my wife was saying he he was trying to fit in with like the sort of, uh, I don't know, the black community of jewels.
1: <laughs> like,
0: But his accent seemed to fade in and out. It's like sometimes he had this heavy drawl and sometimes he was just talking normally.
1: He just seemed like a jazz man to me.
0: It's just like, just get rid of this stupid ass accent. It serves no purpose to your character. Anyway. I almost talked myself into a five wiki because I thought about this so much after the fact.
1: Did you give it four?
0: I did give it four just because I think it wasted a little bit of time. Just like, you know, me talking about it for 10 minutes longer than I needed to, but it gets a four. <laughs> All right. Mm, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Let me refresh here and see what the audience, uh, gives it in the early vote. Uh, high praise. Almost. Well, the, the it's five wiki vote from 43% of the early voters, 44%, uh, 30% after that, 31% think four. So we've only had just a handful of one or two wiki votes out of 124 early votes. So
1: maybe our audience won't hate us so much this week.
0: Well, maybe, uh, I definitely did enjoy the movie and perhaps I'll watch it again just to notice some things I didn't see the first, at least truly attentive time around. Uh, let's see as far as next week, We have Black Hawk down. So um, I I've already revealed my opinion of that movie, but I also haven't watched it for like at least 15 years. Oh, really? So yeah. So I'm excited to rewatch it. And then after that, we have fresh nominations for April from listener Amanda. They are 12 Angry Men, True Grit, the 2010 version. That's key. I just watched that. Not the new version or the old one? The new one. Hmm oh uh, uh, brother where art thou spider-man into the spider-verse pitch black Apollo 13 galaxy quest and the iron giant are the nominees for April or of course a
1: pretty good list.
0: Good. I've seen true grit I think that's the old and Apollo 13 that's the only ones I've seen um, of course you can reject the list as well and uh, pick a randomly selected top rated movie instead and as a reminder if you'd like to read my weekly movie reviews or comment how wrong I am or submit your own rating uh, or uh, and vote for the next movie as well or sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month the one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the home page of the website that's com. that will do it for tonight's show did you want more to say
1: Galaxy Quest gets chosen you have to watch an episode of Star Trek first Or I think you need some context.
0: How long is the Star Trek episode?
1: I don't know, 40 minutes.
0: And the movie, well, all right. I'd be willing to make that concession if it's necessary.
1: Galaxy Quest is a hilarious film, but I think that to somebody that's not familiar with Star Trek culture, it would be nonsensical.
0: I only have to I have to watch one episode to get that context.
1: I think that would be sufficient. Also, more than that would be too much of a time commitment to be reasonable. Okay.
0: All right, well, uh, that'll do it uh, on tonight's show. Let's catch up with the chatters and we'll call it a night. Thank you guys over on DLive. Appreciate it. Let me see what's going on on Tippy Stream. Uh, well, I reload here. Let's see. got to find my place in uh, Tippy Stream's impossible to navigate format. Let's see. I something? left off on. Uh, nope. I left off on Knuckle Hunky Buck. Or he's the next one up. Uh, Was that a Canadian sex offender expert or expert sex offender? It was a Canadian sex offender expert as far as the uh, fact check was uh, concerned, though. I suppose maybe there's some overlap. Phil says there's been a lot of chatter recently about hate crimes against Asians the trouble is that no one ever talks about who's doing the crimes or that a surefire way for the Asians to avoid the problem would be to return to Asia. Phil, that's Damn. that's uh, very... In- I mean, where's uh, I have a sounder for that, don't I? Where's the go back guy? Oh, this guy. Remember him? Go back to that where guy. you come from, okay? If he followed his own advice. This Maybe would that all be, one was true. This would all be fixed. Contrary Christian says... Like, Brandon has such a good track record of picking diverse candidates. Well, he really, uh, yeah, he really had a hit with Kamala Harris. Let's see. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck says Tarantino likes to eat breakfast off women's feet in the bathroom. I am not suicidal. I am not suicidal. Well, Jesse got all that energy out, I see. I am not suicidal! And yeah, I mean, maybe there's clearly all those elements and maybe I'm falling victim to what you shouldn't do, which is just overthink all this stuff, breakfast and feet and bathrooms.
1: No, no. Some of that was clearly intentional.
0: I wonder, I didn't get a chance to research thoroughly. I'm sure Tarantino has never definitively explained, but I wish, I wish I could have some explanation of the bathroom thing. It just, what the lesson is supposed finish, to be. I Am I not supposed to go into the bathroom? Am I just supposed to avoid the bathroom? I that, that's not possible. So what's the, what's the lesson? Anyway, we're all good on a tippy stream.
1: Oh, okay. I'll stop reading about Tarantino's foot finish. Um, the Simpsons, since 1990 says regarding liar Le- liar Thomas, the progressives mm-hmm. let this happen. I no longer want to hear LGBTQ whine about being oppressed. They have the power now. Silence is consent. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it either, but we are. We're just going to continue to hear about how they're oppressed because they can't continue to accrue power without claims of oppression. So We're going to have to hear about this ad nauseum.
0: Uh, Oppression is a hilarious term to apply to that, too. Have you ever seen more unearned power than Leah Thomas? Six foot five. So unoppressed. Leah Leah Thomas dominating over these. Yeah. Wow. What uh, what struggle? And then it's just, well, look at the hateful responses. Yeah. Well, when you're a public figure, guess what? People send you mean comments. Yeah. It kind of goes with the business. And especially if you earn the mean comments. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um well so far I don't think my su- my prior super chats flooded your super chat queue. Thankfully, I might add, they consisted of last week's shit show of Jesse Smollett being released from jail. We did talk about that quite a bit. Quite a bit today. Wow.
0: Yeah, the story carries on. It just won't uh it won't die. So I'm sure we'll have more to uh to talk about later.
1: Uh Cory Dina says from January to Darwin, happy 19th anniversary. 19 19 years. I presume.
0: What's uh, are we talking about a wedding anniversary or what's January to I Darwin?
1: I assume people's names.
0: Oh, OK. Well, happy anniversary, if that's what this is about. I just didn't I mean, get the
1: January is not a super uncommon name. There's January Jones. And I guess that's all I can think of.
0: And the and the other person's name is Darwin.
1: So happy anniversary, unless that means something else, in which case, fuck you guys for for confusing me and making me say something I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Well, 19 years too was uh 2003. I saw some people talking about, um, we're kind of at the anniversary of our bombing of Iraq too. I saw some people tweeting about that, oh. but I don't, I wouldn't know how that reference would apply to this situation. Either.
1: Did we just ruin somebody's anniversary? Now? Absolutely.
0: We have a great track. Record <laughs> that.
1: Marty Funkhauser. I'm not sure many people understand the extent to which food prices are going to spike with what is going on in the commodity markets, it's going to be Jimmy Carter type stuff. I hope I'm wrong. I too hope you're wrong, but you're not Mr. Funkhauser.
0: Uh, Yeah, we did our typical weekend grocery shopping yesterday and uh, I had to double take the number that was thrown in front of me at the end. And I I thought we're going to put a lot of this stuff back. We're going to go and get some uh, canned beans instead and uh, some rice. And we're going to live on that for a little while. Um, rice. Yeah, it's uh. it's it's horrible right now and there's no indication it's going to recover anytime soon so it's like you 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 save for a while to build a family and then uh, they rob from your savings in any way they can to compromise your ability to build that family very frustrating but you know know. everybody's in that boat it's not just me eleven
1: dollar milk uh tribe to the world (sighs) Bulk is good for the individual, but bad for the collective. It increases pressure on supply and fuels inflation. Also, inflation raises Hmm. prices, meaning amount of pennies paid and sales tax has gone up. Yeah, but at this point, I don't uh, give a shit what's good for the collective United States, let alone the government. I just care about my family right now. And to a lesser extent, my community.
0: Yeah, and I know some people, I'm not saying audience, but some people would hear something like that and consider it selfish oh what a selfish thing to say but imagine if everybody did what you're talking about if everybody put their family first and focused all their effort on making that the best possible situation that they could a lot of problems would be solved
1: for sure a lot of them would disappear and so many people would be uh they would no longer be government dependent um Darius O. Lupus, an appeal judge, if they have a spine or balls, can impose more time or ensure he still serves the 150 days. If I were the judge, I would say let's up it to 380 days. Guarantee he goes to prison. Law.
0: Yeah. And, and that's quite possible. They These same analysts and experts they were citing earlier, all of whom unanimously said uh, he's not going to get any jail time. That's yeah. that's not going to happen. And here we are. So. Uh, who knows? I don't know anything about the um, the appellate court. It's a it's a panel of three judges overseeing this case, so I don't know what to expect about uh, from them personally either.
1: Hillbilly deluxe. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Regarding the small out appeal, if he gets the felony rap, watch as juicy in front of millions of smartphones strikes a blow against white supremacy isms by voting, and everybody clapped. I don't know. I think this clown's fooked. I think I think it's over.
0: Well, We're he gonna. didn't. Um... <laughs> He didn't live out his destiny as we speculated that he would become the ultimate hoax, hate champion of all time by actually ending his life uh, in pursuit of his own hoax. At least. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet.
1: First one, a big red doggy. Hey, Matt, justice Thomas has been hospitalized with flu like symptoms.
0: I saw that right before we went live. Although I don't know the details, but do I
1: do you want to look it up while I'm reading? Um,
0: Yeah. I, I didn't sound like that serious but i guess if you're hospitalized it's by definition serious Mm. let me see what's being reported um
1: the imp no note thank you sir wicked rcl kind of weird that along with all of the other negative press going biden's way the laptop is now also legit the new world order iq uh pissed that biden's admin failed and now they're worming to get rid of them i maybe that is it and it's just that simple
0: there are almost no details about this Clarence Thomas hospitalization hospitalized with flu-like symptoms Friday evening. According to a statement, Thomas underwent testing. He was diagnosed with an infection and is resting comfortably while his symptoms quote are abating. So it doesn't sound that serious.
1: sounds like standard old person stuff. Yeah. Uh, Colonel failure. Blondes didn't hear Putin threatening with world war three is all you need to know about how informed she is on this crap. This retarded base Putin mean meme should stop. um, I understand that Putin has some issues, you know, but he also uh, takes care of business within his own country. He kills journalists that probably deserve it. Like that was more base than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, to the point of the chat, Joe Biden
1: killed he- Brian Stelter. Wouldn't you be like, I will reassess the validity of your presidency now?
0: Uh, no no I would I would oppose that on principle.
1: <laughs> I thought you froze.
0: <laughs> no, I w- I had to consider for a second. I would oppose that on principle. Um, uh, no, I- obviously to the point of the chatter is what Putin is doing good. No, I-, I again as we've talked about, I don't know all the history. There are competing claims too about the uh, what's going on in these disputed regions and whether they in fact have pursued political means to leave Ukraine. And if they're being held captive and all of this, I don't pretend to be an expert on all that Uh, on principle. Is it wrong to invade sovereign territory and and try to force them to uh, concede to your will by, by use of violence? Yeah, it's wrong. Of course. Um, I think the whole story though, I think to your point, to give your point as much credit as possible, you're saying, uh, Zelensky is trying to rope in a whole bunch of foreign involvement. Putin, maybe not necessarily, he's cooperating with China and other, you know, bad guys. It's he's he also has maybe a less directly involved team, but
1: he's not trying to inflame a world war as much as Zelensky is. And we have to. Ask well, he's definitely
0: why. he's definitely inflaming things with with actual blazes. That is happening. But,
1: yeah, but, but what's happening with Ukraine and Russia is is more of like a, a civil conflict and people are giving, giving it credit for. Yeah, yes, it's I, a sovereign territory, but so many Ukrainians identify as Russian. There isn't this will to fight. And then we're not getting the full picture from the media or even a part of the picture. So yeah. I'm left to believe that the truth is something of the opposite of what I'm being told. And that's all the information that I have.
0: Yeah, I don't think um, the kind of the silliness of your quote earlier is like it, it's it's taken. Um, if your point is that Putin has provoked nothing when obviously Putin has provoked a thing or no. two. But no. um, we're talking about sort of the deliberate effort to pull in broader world involvement, I suppose, is the point that you're getting at.
1: Mm, yeah, basically. Oh, uh, robin d banks am i the only one who finds it strange oh in 2016 as now whenever there's russian disinfo all the anchors at all the networks say exactly the same talk- talking points verbatim like the exact same words why um because they're getting fed uh scripts just like straight up scripts by whatever soros funded organization funds all of these media conglomerates
0: yeah Yeah, you'll you'll see um, not just this context, but you'll see demonstration of that in local news scripts all the time, too. It's not just like the CNNs and the MSNBC. It was bad during COVID, too. Yeah, you'll see stations in rural Montana and rural Alabama saying the same thing word for word.
1: Trapped to the world. Shocked to find out intelligence agents and journalists could both be so wrong. Ah, um, with the same false claim unrelated. Where did Anderson Cooper do his college internship again? A journalist. I don't even remember what part of the show this was.
0: I actually don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. But yeah. Is I, he it,
1: talking about um, the Zelensky interview on CNN?
0: I don't know. Uh, but that wasn't Anderson Cooper, right? That was uh, what's his no. face? Uh, Zakaria. Yeah.
1: But he's I don't CNN.
0: know the internship reference. I'm going to have to look that up later. But yeah, I mean, th- these are the same people, these Intel experts who tell you to believe every other thing that turns out not to be true also. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the reference is over my head, but I'm past two hours. So that's my excuse.
1: Ethan Johnson, at what point do we have? Uh, do we on the right stop thinking that those on the left are just wrong and are actually evil people? People have the Internet at the palm of their hand. Ignorance isn't an excuse. Um, I don't know. I mean, I probably realized that five years ago and I was about 20 years late.
0: Hmm. Yeah, if, you, if your definition of, of evil is the intentional undermining of, of moral standards and truths. I don't know what else to call what we're watching. And I, I don't obviously I don't want to conclude that people have malicious intent, but how many what what multi-year sequence of mistakes routinely uh, routinely do I have to watch? How long does that have to be before I start considering the possibility of motive? And if, if you can't do that yep. this many years deep into what we've seen, I guess there's just no such thing as intent at that point. So, yeah. yeah, it's not a it's not a term that I'm excited to use, because if something is evil, it it sort of comes with a moral obligation to defeat it. It comes with a whole series of responsibilities for you in response. And. Um, and do I think that that evil does need to be defeated? Yeah. But do I understand that it comes with very difficult um, tasks to take on to do that? Because evil, <laughs> evil by its nature doesn't it doesn't usually just kind of put down its swords and say okay I've had my fill of uh, evil actions yeah. it's usually a, something that has to be defeated vanquished with um, well defensively forceful means Susan I have to be as careful as possible but that that's the only way it happens we I'm trying to talk our way out of this and have been for years but to the extent that these people want to keep coming after you and forcing you to do X Y and Z uh, at the point of a gun the only way out of that is that sort of defensive force.
1: Defensive. Yeah. Uh, Trapped of the world was talking about uh, Anderson Cooper interning at the CIA.
0: Oh, did he shocked yes. to learn that? I didn't know that he did. Wow. <laughs>
1: Brandon Lesko. Their motivation uh, is that they suddenly realize that their guy is leading us straight into world war three, whatever shred of conscience they have is eating at them. They need to face accountability for their malfeasance face the wall. Um, I don't think that this is a, a sudden, spontaneous burst of of genuine repentance or accountability or self-actualization from the left i mean that there's they have no history of that Hmm. um this is some kind of multi-step thing to get kamal in or some insidious underlying motivation i don't know i don't know
0: i have no idea i I don't think they're like i don't have a good guess
1: Draft the world. Biden opposes creating a Ukrainian no-fly zone. The New York Times, deep state, neocon alliance are desperate for it. Mm. They're creating a Biden scandal, so he'll back a war for distraction, wag the dog. Okay, I, I'm I'm open to all of all of your theories, audience. All of them. Um, long time, John. Speaking of men uh, taking over women's spaces, check out the Australian Women's Network logo, which was released and then quickly rejected. It's Let safe me see. for YouTube. It's the Australian Women's Network logo. Well, now I want to see.
0: Maybe I can get that up on screen if I'm able to find it. Let's see what we got. <laughs> no way. Come on. What? If you just Google it, you will see it yourself.
1: Well, did nobody veto this?
0: What in the hell? That can't. This is legitimate and it's recent. Yeah, you're right. It's March 14th, 2020. Let me um get this into uh... here and I can put it up on the screen. Can I even show this on YouTube? It's uh it's a little dicey. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Women's Network come on. Someone was trolling with this. And if you're if you're listening on an audio platform, you don't have video available, just give that a Google yourself. Australian Women's Network logo. It'll pop <laughs> right <laughs> up. Gross.
1: The uh, wicked Masshole says it's quite hilarious that a viewer of the show is consistently months or years ahead of the mainstream media on a wide array of stories. The Hunter Biden laptop is only the latest of many such cases. Yeah. And I feel like we're often a week behind on stories, too, when it comes to when it comes to the yeah, Internet.
0: Well, I'm not going to I appreciate the the kind words. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and pat myself on the back for being like some unique uh, source on that. All you had to do was just read the original report and look at their explanation of and they being the New York Post, how they verified the material and how they're supporting their claims. And it seemed pretty solid from the start. You know, it's not, you don't have to be like some elite level journalist with all these special sources and all these people telling you secret things. It's like, you, you just have to a be a regular
1: guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A, a reasonably honest person with a curious mind. And that information will, uh, will reveal itself but yeah but yeah that, that's the other side that's the difficulty of a weekly show too is like by its very nature there are going to be stories that happen say on monday that are we still want to talk about yeah you don't get around to, you, you, you can't do it until sunday into
1: the ground already yeah a yeah. uh, seven seed news says the poor man and the oppressor have this in common the lord gives light to the eyes of both well i suppose that's a commentary on our own um Ability to see what we're doing is wrong and repent. Hmm. Um, J Val 90. I disagree. Strong women is better than the X thing. The X thing is self-destructive, but strong women have been destroying families for a century. Also, only women's sports need gatekeepers. Yes. But when we get men into this realm of gender bending, it's going to become more difficult to defeat them because men are inherently even tranny men are inherently stronger than women. Uh, it's easy to defeat feminists because they are, f- are still fragile. There is no strong woman. That, that archetype doesn't exist. Uh, so I think that feminism is just easier to defeat. It's a concept that is less complicated. There hmm. are myriad complications with transgenderism and how it affects society and how it affects the male psyche uh, I mean, and the female psyche. I don't know. I, I would just rather deal with feminists on this one. Like That's a phenomenon that's kind of straightforward. Like no okay. one wants to fuck you. That's it. That's
0: the whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well summarized.
1: Mm. Battle. Okay. Uh, those old uh, dykes should be, should have paused their clucking for the entirety of the game. A moment wasn't enough.
0: Uh, are we talking about the, the view, view people? Uh, the...
1: Or A wait, wait, wait no, it might've just... been,
0: no, I think pause their clucking for the entirety of the game. This is the ESPN moment of silence. Yeah, if they would have, I mean, it probably would have been a more entertaining experience.
1: Wow. Old dykes not shutting up. I couldn't even narrow it down to like five (laughs) stories we've talked about today.
0: We have several on a weekly basis. Yeah, I
1: know. Trapped to the world. Why is anyone surprised it took these people a year and a half to authenticate Hunter's laptop when they still can't authenticate Rachel Levine's gender? Oh, they can. Yeah. They can. They just choose not to. Point taken. (laughs) Incompetent Hands, movie agreement is frustrating me. I want a film fight so epic. Matt emails Lauren Southern to see her Wednesday and Sunday availability. Matt, (laughs) have you not seen Rambo First Blood? I haven't
0: seen that either. No, it's a movie. I haven't seen it. No, I'm getting a little bit frustrated, too. Not that we can't agree, but it's a long string of improbable agreement. I swear we are not. I'm committed to a rule of not discussing the movie before we do, we do the do reviews it. and we don't with rare exception i have talked a little bit about black hawk down so the surprise element won't necessarily be there next week but well, then
1: the only factor would be if you think that i'm reading your movie reviews
0: i'm not accusing you of that i don't I have did. i don't have reason to believe that
1: because i and, don't i do on sunday nights
0: yeah and i don't i don't the post them until uh usually like the night like saturday night so um so i don't know man uh telepathic connection i guess but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to figure out more creative ways to love or hate movies.
1: Maybe I, like the way that I think, cause I always think about when I'm watching a movie, like what's Matt thinking about this? Maybe that's influencing me.
0: Forget about who I even am. Although I've been like, I, I expected you to kind of hate this more than you did. So
1: there's so much free use of the N word though.
0: Yeah. It really won you over. I get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I just read that one. I just read that one. Incomitant Hands. I just read that one, too. Uh, Robin D. Banks. She's worried about sex offenders being stigmatized. It's like they've done something wrong or something. Do we really need this person on the highest court? And yes, of course, Republicans twist her record.
0: Yeah, it's twisting to just reference it, to discuss it. Yeah. I, I, I Can I bend the rules just a little bit and, and sure. read the one from Achoma? It's relevant. A Chomo says, please support Judge Jackson. We need her. <laughs> well, thank you, um, Mr. Chomo for tuning in. Mr. Chomo. I assume mister. It could be miss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hillbilly Deluxe. Possession versus production is just one more step in the long march to the institutions. When do we say enough and oppose it directly? You oppose, you oppose this by uh, self-sustaining, by building a self-sustaining life to the best of your ability. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I agree that the distinction that was made, at least in the piece that I read as one obviously terrible and the other bad, but like a long way different uh, that that made me pretty uncomfortable. Like we're going to act like just normal people. Now, I understand it. Let's say in a situation, let's say you had like some stupid friend or something who who just sent you an image that you didn't solicit.
1: Yeah.
0: You're like, oh, shit. Well, now I have some weird uh, whatever child pornography on my phone because my dumbass friend sent it to me or emailed it to me and I never solicited it. Number 1, you have an obligation to report that. Um but number 2, how many of those are we talking about in the case of Katanji Brown Jackson's uh, I don't think cases? that you can
1: be um prosecutor for that. I
0: would be shocked if well, I wouldn't be shocked with any prosecution these days politics depending. But
1: But I think it's not a single image thing.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, in the, in the, a lot of her cases that Holly was talking about, it's hundreds. Hundreds of images. Hundreds yeah. and hundreds. So it's like, oh, th- who do you know who's just a normal guy who just has this massive collection of child pornography as though tons of people do it? And it's not really that big yeah. of a concern. We just have to take care of the people who make it.
1: And like, well, can't you fit in with any other community? You know.
0: Like, <laughs> you need a new hobby if you're into that yeah
1: yeah she talks about like oh they just want to fit into the community I d- i've never met a group of child molesters in my life and i'm like oh you guys are really cool for other reasons let's hang out yeah. it's like th- those are the kind of friendships you have to cultivate on the dark well that,
0: that was kind of the argument presented in that reason piece too is like well they've ju- they're just people who have dabbled but if you look at the data they never go on to abuse kids i don't know man consumption of child pornography you can even if i'll grant your point that it's Statistically, not correlated with uh, serious crimes down the line. I'm just uh, layman gut level red flag to me. I, I I don't want to hang out with that person. I don't want anything no. that that's not just a normal guy thing to do.
1: No, no. I don't know. I I think you have to seek that kind of stuff out.
0: Yeah, especially have hundreds
1: of my username, blonde in the belly of the beast, and my obsessive googling myself, I have. Accidentally stumbled across some bestiality porn, like once.
0: (laughs) But it wasn't you Googled into the or like uh, photoshopped into it, was it? You're just talking. Not
1: this time. Don't get any ideas. Right. Uh, that that has happened. Um, yeah, and then a series of subsequent googling, like, can you get charged for accident accidentally accessing bestiality <laughs> pornography? Um, Trapped to the world. When the blonde DNC- disappears
0: one day, that'll be it. She once <laughs> looked at bestiality porn.
1: It was an accident. Um, yeah. Is so unabashedly evil, I ask in all sincerity. Do you think if we start letting them amuse themselves with children, they'll stop trying to planned parenthood them? No. Wow.
0: There's a moral <sighs> dilemma. Maybe if we go the katanji route and show a little leniency, they'll value the lives of uh, the very young, even the unborn, to the extent they can abuse them when they're finally out.
1: Oh, God. That's There's the some
0: uh, capitulation. Oh. <sighs>
1: Trapped to the world. Never forget what they did to Kavanaugh. Never forget what they did to Thomas. Never forget what they did to Bork. She is not qualified and is ideologically toxic. This is the hill to die on. Yeah, you would think. You would think it is. But there's just nothing to be done. I mean.
0: It's pretty quiet as far as the opposition is concerned. I'm not saying he's wrong. I, I agree that she doesn't seem to have the qualifications requisite for the position. At least in my estimation so far. Do I think that the political will um agrees that this is the hill to die on i don't think so i think that they i think that reasoning that we saw at the start which was well it, we're just replacing Breyer and he's a lunatic so who cares it's one lunatic with the other as though we should have a quota for lunatics on the court but it seems like that's the prevailing wisdom if it's not a shift yeah. who cares it sucks yeah. but that's yeah. probably the route they'll go
1: Ooh, a big donation thank you martin Holy shit, Blonde is a Trekkie. TNG was the best show of all we time. We love you. Ta- You're very special. You're very special. I think we're technically called Trekkers. Um, <laughs> and because of the biggest donation of the show, I'm, I'll give you my, my favorite episodes, all right? In no specific order, The Inner Light, Upper Decks, that's a good one. Um, the Drumhead, you would like that one. It's mm. all about philosophy. Um what else? Measure of a Man and The First Duty. I'm happy with my pick of five. I love Star Trek. I don't hmm. know what to say. I know it's a socialist dystopian future, but I, I still love it. Uh, Knuckle Lunky Buck. After all these movie reviews, even Matt and Blonde's periods are starting to sync up.
0: Wow. That's <sighs> that's a shot at me more than it you. Is. That's rude. Thank you.
1: Brandon, let's go. Blonde, Pulp Fiction, and Weserar Dogs are part of the same universe, so literally a derivative. Well, I suppose Pulp Fiction would have been derivative of Reservoir Dogs then since Reservoir Dogs was first.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess what is this? I don't know exactly what this universe is that they're supposed to fit into. I should probably read more about that. But obviously the characters <laughs> aren't carryover. <laughs> it's um, lower
1: decks, not upper decks. It's because of the, the, the Blumpkin conversation. I was thinking about upper decking. That's what happened. I
0: don't even know what that is.
1: That's when you poop in the top of somebody's toilet bowl.
0: Oh. Like in the tank. Oh.
1: Anyway, lower decks.
0: (laughs) Well, then an upper deck deck. Blumpkin is very complicated. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, Mom and Dad. I know.
1: Jonathan Prezios. The bathroom means everything happens at the worst of times, I think. But a lot of good things happen in the bathroom. Taking a bath, that's nice.
0: The other thing, too, is uh, when Mia goes to the bathroom, she just does a line and nothing bad really happens. Well... Doesn't later. she OD? She ODs later, but that's it's the OD is from the heroin, not from the coke. Okay. And that's separated by a couple hours because they do their whole uh, twist dance competition in the interim. I, I
1: loved that with her giant feet. Um, yeah. Long Don John says, Matt and I once broke into a pawn shop. The owner found us, knocked us out, and put us in the basement. He then took Matt away, and he sounded like he was having fun in there, so I got away. He didn't come back for you, though.
0: Oh, well, that's... Very Many kind. of those people probably have AIDS. That that's that whole situation in the movie was so preposterous. I, I it's yeah. like you break into a pawn shop and they have a rape dungeon downstairs, and they, it was, I don't know. I started to rationalize it. My wife was like, "Just stop. You have to just accept what's being presented here. You yeah. can't try to evaluate how realistic this is." Yeah. And then when he grabbed the yeah. sword, I'm like, "Okay, I'm into it again. Let's go go yeah. sword these guys."
1: Um, hillbilly, deluxe, pulp fiction, metaphor. Stop trying to turn shit into gold. Sometimes also said, "I stop trying to pour perfume on a pig." Oh, yeah I see star trek discovery or a certain swimmer yeah really
0: yeah that's another way to say it
1: knuckle hunky buck january is not a super uncommon name i can name only one <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: that's, that's true that's the only one i can think of uh
1: sir arthur dane says imagine a country that sends billions overseas wilson has hundreds of thousands of homeless and poor at home i know it's a real problem i think we're good let me reload
0: i just have one more from adam
1: we are so good at just being perfectly honest. I don't know how we do it.
0: I don't know. It's a routine thing,
1: Adam. And I think I heard that Quentin uses bathroom because people using the bathroom in movies is rarely portrayed, even though it's such a common occurrence in daily living. Oh, so it's that's just a, a a good reason, I guess.
0: A thing to be weird, kind of. Yeah. Or an, unusual. Anyway, um, over on Tippy Stream, just one more hypnagogic monk says, "Reka Georgi." Oh, is the Virginia tech girl robbed by the dong slinger? So that must be the name of the girl that was unnamed that that must have a name on that. She appears to be speaking out. God bless. Well, I hope so. I hope that's authentic. Um, and, uh, I'll have, I'll keep an eye out for that because I, the only way this is going to stop is if that majority that that parent says exists actually start, start saying something instead of just sitting quietly and, you know, sitting in the stands all pissed off, but ultimately allowing this sort of thing to, um, to carry on and continue so good for her if uh, if that's true and that's accurate uh, thanks for the chat appreciate it let's see um, we are all set over on D Live as well so we're good anything else before we are out of here
1: no, I think we're good lower okay. decks lower deck
0: well, what lower the hell is deck. the lower deck is there a meaning for that too
1: no that's the episode I meant to mention and oh. it an upper decks
0: <sighs> got it okay well glad we have you that Star clarified Trek. you should watch some Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight, as always, and keeping us in touch with the facts of the matter and all the various upper deck and lower deck and (laughs) necessary definitions. Uh, If you would like more to listen to, you can find uh, more content on the audio platforms of the show we have the call-in show replays we have blondes interviews we have some other stuff you might not find on youtube they're all linked in the description as well as on the website that's matt speaking of if you want to find anything else show related the merch shop Uh, just find the show if you want to read the movie reviews everything show related is on the website matt christensen Media dot com we will be back next sunday because if it's sunday sorry chuck todd it's not meet the press it is the matt and blonde show have a great night
1: bye guys